boys and girls all over the world Tune that dial in To the show where the hosts put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin Cause it's movie night and the time is right To kick back and let go If you're in the mix and you like good flicks Then you came to the wrong show It's the Weekly Watch Wheel It's the Weekly Watch Wheel With Matt, Jimmy, and Shanley Somebody just tried to text me was that one of you guys? You guys couldn't hear it, though, because my phone's on silent. Pretty cool, right? Pretty cool. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Watch Wheel. My name is Matt. Oh, I, I forgot to do the thing. Welcome to the Weekly Watch Wheel, where we'll watch a movie. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my good friend, Shanley. Shanley, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I uh, came home from work today, and you were shoulders deep in reorganizing your bedroom. How did that work out? Um, It kind of worked out well. (laughs) I feel like there's a corner of our room that looks really good, and the rest of it looks like a bomb went off. That's that's what progress looks like, Shanley. You should probably take the next few days off. I I really want to. (laughs) (laughs) There is a pile of laundry that i moved from the chair onto the bed because i intended on folding and putting putting it all away yeah and instead i just did more laundry and then added (laughs) added to the pile of the clean clothes (laughs) wait 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 did you put the clean clothes on the bed pile or did you put it now on the empty chair (laughs) (laughs) i put all of the clothes now on the empty chair (laughs) back on the chair (laughs) that's uh tomorrow's problem all right Right. back on the chair (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think you got to give yourself some credit for intending to do the laundry. That's more than half the battle, I think. Nobody does the laundry if they don't intend to. Exactly. I, so. I did some of the smaller stuff, like the socks and the underwear and the t- like hand towels and stuff. Really? But all the bigger stuff, I just don't feel like folding them. Screw that. You're going to unfold them anyway. Exactly. So it's better to just have them out. Because then you grab what you want to wear. So I think the problem is a lot of my clothes don't fit me right now. So when I look at like the things that I washed, I'm just like, yeah, I don't. There's that shirt's too small for me right now. Why am I gonna like go through the effort of folding it when I'm not gonna wear it for a few months? Sounds to me like you need to incorporate uh, the garbage bag system. <laughs> so you just put the clothes that you're not gonna wear anyway in a garbage bag, and then it's like gone. Then That's you never have to worry true. about it ever again. Yeah. I also have, um, like, ADD. Mm-hmm. So I've been meaning to pull out all my clothes so I can start going through them. But I get distracted by, you know, anything, anything else. Like, <laughs> I'll, like, pick up something else to get out of the way of the clothes. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I forgot about this. And <laughs> go down that rabbit hole. So that's exactly why the room looks like it does. But the one corner, man, I'm real Oof. proud of it. Man, if you were in Zoom meetings, that's the corner oh, yeah. the computer would face. Exactly. <laughs> that's very good. Well, that, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't your whole day. Uh, how was the rest of your day other than that? Mm, that was... Oh, I changed my name. Oh, you Whoa. did. Yeah. That's very cool. So <laughs> we- you got married last year. What? You married us. I did. Wait, you married us? I did. We're married? We're all married. What? We're married. <laughs> That's so Seattle of us. 
So we got married, but I never changed my last name. Mm. And I did that, which was kind of a process because I was kept going to one office because I was told I need to go there. And then luckily I went there right yesterday and there's a fat line and then they're like, oh, sorry, not taking any more people Jeez. today. And so I came back today, waited in line, and then they're like, oh, that's like, you got married? Was like, there a skinny line also or did they just make the fat people line up? I want you to trim the fat back. <laughs> Get rid of the fat people. I think just everyone in line just was fat. Okay, that's cool. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I pictured when you got there that the last person in the line had the, the feather from from the Dumbo ride. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, dang it, we didn't make it. <laughs> you just turned around and left. No, um, I waited in line, got to the front, and then the girl was actually really nice. And she's like, oh, you just want to add your husband's last name? You don't have to be here to do that. Because it's like a $200 fee to change your name. Did she say, oh. you idiot, and then blow a snog rocket at you? <laughs> no. She was nice to me. Okay. <laughs> She's like, you just have to go to the Department of Licensing and show your marriage certificate and mm. do that there. I would have thought it would be at the Department of changing your last name to your husband's last name. Hang. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did you hyphenate your last name? I no. did not. Mm. Jimmy, did you hyphenate your last name? Hell no. I already had two middle names, so I took my maiden name and made it my third middle name. Wow. And her second middle name is her mom's maiden name. So she's just piling on yeah. last, last names, names into yeah. the middle. Get, for your kid, can you just go ahead and throw my last name in there? You're kind of like a hoarder of last names. <laughs> no. I, I, you know, I'm... Nicole, this will come in handy someday. I'm kind of addicted. I think, like... My, well, you know, when I get rid of this guy, my second husband, I'm just going to, mm. you know, mm-hmm. tack that on. Hell yeah. Keep me keep, in that yeah. mix. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're, you're going to want the, the next you husband keep, uh, to know that you know be funny? you've been there. If you hyphenated my last name and his last name. <laughs> <laughs> and you made him also hyphenate. <laughs> That'd be great. You should, yeah, please do that. That's Would fair. you approve? If you left me... And married some other dude, and then you guys co-hyphenated, but with my last name? Hell yeah, I'd approve. Wow. Are you kidding me? Matt, wouldn't that be dope? Wouldn't you be like, dude, my boy killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, and he married us. Yeah. So it's his opinion that matters. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. It's not just us here. We have somebody else in the mix. It's my good friend James. Jimmy, yeah, how you always doing? Always waiting until it's my turn to talk. You know, I just I'm quiet. I'm chill. So laid mm-hmm. back. Yeah. How how was your day? First off, well, most importantly, fantasy football is going on right now. Okay. And I'm in two leagues. One with my cousins. Shout uh, out to the cousins. Shout out to the cousins. They're half Filipinos too. What? And one I understand with yeah. my uh, like football friends that I grew up with, the ones that I played football with, and then other people that I did drugs with later. Is Thomas and Taylor in that one? Yeah, that's like it's just the three of you. <laughs> it's just us three. Uh, Tom, More uh, Tay Filipinos. actually isn't in it this time, but it's like mm. us and our group of friends that we grew up with. Nice. And I got a couple sweet waiver wire pickups uh, last night. It's unclaimed players. I got to pull them into my team. Oh, okay. So that was nice. Woke up to that on my phone. Pretty cool. Nothing like waking up to good news. Yeah, yeah, great news. (laughs) Then I 
tried to go to noon class for jujitsu. Haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. And I went. I drove all the way over there. There's a stupid uh, Mariners game today. Right. My school's right next to the Mariners stadium, T-Mobile, mm-hmm. whatever. I always want to say T-Mobile Arena, but that's where the UFC fights in Las Vegas. Oh. So I don't know what the name of the T-Mobile... T-Mobile Park? Park, perhaps. Stadium? But anyways, it was all busy all over there, and there's no parking, and the city is commandeering the street parking that we have been using. It's right. like no longer parking spaces. That's and annoying. towed and ticketed a whole bunch of people over the last 24 hours. So I drove all the way there, missed class. Then when I was driving home, and a train was passing right by Lucille, like mm-hmm. near the Elysian Brewery. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I pull up right when a train is about to get there. And there's like no droppy things. Like the train just goes. Really? And so the train's like honking their horn. I stop. They're super slow. It's got like a million cars on it. Kind okay. of like when we were in Portland. Oh, yeah, that sucks. And it was super We were there for slow. like 20 minutes. And it's going and it's going and it's going. And then I see the end coming. And there's a dude who like works for the train. Is he, is he wearing like a conductor and hat and a know, red handkerchief around his neck? He's wearing a, a high, uh, high-vis <laughs> vest and earmuffs. Oh, that's disappointing. And he's walking next to the train. Is he walking faster than the train? (laughs) Does he have a brush in his hand? (laughs) Easy, girl. (laughs) That's funny. I thought he was, like, getting rid of the tracks behind it. Like, like curling? (laughs) (laughs) Covering up the... You didn't see anything. (laughs) Nobody got to know about it. But, dude, they're about to cross, and I can go again. And... The train comes to a complete stop with two cars still to go. Okay. And then switches into reverse, bro. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I put it on my Instagram. I had to sit there while this train reversed all the way back. And where are you going? What are you, did you forget your lunch? Like, what are you doing? He's doing the uh, train parallel park. <laughs> and then the guy that was walking next to the train when it went into reverse vanished. He jumped. <laughs> he jumped. <laughs> they say on days like this, you can still see him. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. He jumped onto the last car and just rode it backwards like a hobo. <laughs> Like, he just sat on it. It wasn't like he was doing anything. He just jumped on and was sitting there. He pulled out a harmonica. Feet dangling. <laughs> he starts going backwards. It's like, why weren't you doing that the whole time? You're walking next to it, but now you're going to... what? Like, what? Oh, man. So that was brutal. I had to sit there, and that, that happened. That's very funny. Yeah, so so I went to go to jujitsu. Took up about an hour of my time yeah. looking for parking and then getting stuck behind the train when I gave up and drove home. Jeez. Uh, and that was my day. <laughs> that sucks. It was well, cool. Well, you know, I'm glad that you didn't go to jujitsu because I was a little bit like when I came home, I just for the last couple of weeks, I just have not had the mental capacity to like force myself to go running. Actually, I went running once last week, but then when I like I saw Jimmy all proud and strong and active going to jujitsu, I'm like, man, screw this guy. Went straight to bed. And, but then you didn't go, so like, no well, need to, to no need to apologize. Class. Yeah, I, I know, to, I know I you did the six o'clock class. I know you just stayed in bed and tried to watch Black Widow, and then kept rewinding it because you kept falling asleep and waking up and having a sip of Lacroix, mm-hmm. 
and some canned corned beef. You just, just reminded like I did. Shanley that sleep is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting pulled in. She's going to go am. sleep in that clean corner. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, this week. How are you doing? I just said how I was doing. No, you didn't. I, I forced it in because you didn't. You didn't ask. You're sick. Oh yeah, that's that's a good sound bite. Here's Matt, host of the Weekly Watch Wheel, saying, I forced it in because you didn't ask. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad that's that great. that's there. Hell yeah. Don't cut that out. <laughs> Let the world just do what they will with that. I, I feel great now. After I got home, I like I took like an hour and a half long nap. Like I missed my bed so much when I was at work today. And you were talking to me when I got home, Jimmy, and I said... Look, man, if you want to keep talking to me, you're going to have to bring it in here because I've missed my bed all day. And you didn't come back in, so I just fell asleep. Yep. So now I feel great. Like, I'm really glad to uh, be with you guys here tonight and to talk about the movie. So, what movie is that, Matthew? It's The Spirit. Ooh, good written, old baby, directed the Spirit. by Frank Miller. So I spun and I got failed superhero franchise. And this is what I chose, 2008's The Spirit. It's a, no pun intended, spiritual successor of Sin City. It's, and the reality is it's kind of a Sin City knockoff. Um, what is wrong with you? I just, I, I have uh, tummy, tummy stuff because I just um, pounded a soda. I think it's that your body is rejecting the canned corned beef. Canned corned beef that well, you that's ate. where you're wrong. I was raised on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> My body just absorbs that. No. <laughs> it becomes a part of me instantly. I don't think that's how it works. That's exactly how food works. That's why it was a poor joke. No, it's like you could be an alcoholic <laughs> in your 20s and you're fine. But then when you get older, you start getting that like fat head and your nose gets all red. Do I? We all do. <laughs> but yeah, so you can't just say, oh, I've been drinking for 40 years. I'm fine. Like, no, that's, that's, what that's exactly what's saying. happening. Your body's starting to be like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> Get this gross canned whatever food that was. What is it? It's canned corned beef Ew. because I'm a Filipino and we're raised on that stuff. That's so gross. Why don't you just use spam? Span? Spam. It's a different thing, man. And yes, I do. I made a crap ton of Spam Musubi this weekend. That's what I'm saying. Just use Spam. Don't eat other canned meats. It's just Spam and corned beef. Yeah, that's too many. I mean, I I don't normally ever eat this corned beef stuff, but I've been passing it in the grocery store. You like all kinds of... How dare you? You're going to sit here and look me in my oculars and try to tell me that that's the only canned meats you eat? What about... Old-fashioned ham and potato chowder. That's a canned soup. There's meat in it. It's, it's in the that's can. different than canned meat, it's though. Very Dude, it's worse. It's it's, cer- it's bad. It's very bad, but it's certainly not worse than other canned meats. Ham and potato chowder. You got me there. I didn't end up liking it. Is worse. Okay, so what happened there you was a I got my, cans of disgusting. I stuff. did because I got my wisdom teeth taken out, and I was like, and you know, your dentist said. Now head on over to the store and pick up some old-fashioned ham chowder. He didn't say that. He gave me a prescription. This could be good for you. (laughs) I go to Larry's Dentistry. It's really casual. He wrote it on a paper bag. (laughs) 
That's so gross. So I, I went to the grocery store. I was in the supermarket, and, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get myself some good soup so I can kind of like enjoy after getting my wisdom teeth taken out. And then I got, I got carried away. Okay. <laughs> it happens to all of us. Not even the best of us. Different chowders. chowders. <laughs> yeah. And they were so all bad, gross. including the clam chowder. Yeah, I still have I one in there. And I kept saying, stop eating those. And you're like, I like it. Did you I kept say saying that because you were very defensive every time I criticized it. <laughs> There's no way that I was very de- defensive every time you criticized it. I criticized it. it every time you ate it. And <laughs> I you know. were defensive every time. <laughs> well, you know, I, I added Tabasco sauce and other stuff in it and make it more tolerable. But, it, yeah, it was pretty gross. Yeah. Especially because, like, you, you, you pour it out of the can and it's kind of like a... <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it's <laughs> and then it retains the shape of the can in the bowl and you have to like mash it down Ew. so it's you're not eating from a cylindrical glob Ew! you just poured it into the bowl yeah you didn't put it into a pot and like heat it up first uh, no, you just ate I it out of the can like a hobo. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, like a fresh can of Dinky D. And you just <laughs> thrust your wooden spoon right on into it. And I pulled in my wooden spoon out of my pocket, my coat pocket. <laughs> now I microwaved it. Yeah, you know, the, that's so much grosser, dude. <laughs> you microwaved your can of ham chowder. That's so gross. <laughs> what are you doing, Matt? Ugh. I'm a sad, depressed 31-year-old man. Jeez, that's a cry for help. <laughs> if there ever has been one. Ugh. Just, I'm just imagining looking I'm just imagining the, the, the kitchen's all dark. And just the glow from the microwave as a bowl with a can-shaped chowder Rotates. is just sitting around. And Matt's just staring at it. It's, it's the scene from Ferris Bueller when it's oh Cameron God. in the painting, Cameron in the painting. It's me and the cylinder. Just, oh. wow, this is my soul. That's Jeez. Just a shape of globby grossness. That's so fitting. <laughs> That's rough, man. All right, well. But <laughs> the, the upside is that we get to talk about the movie tonight. <laughs> I was saying that this is really a Sin City ripoff, and uh-huh. it's it's sort of heartbreaking to say that because Robert Rodriguez is Sin City, or or while well, he intentionally entitled his movie Frank Miller's Sin City, it's just ripped right out of the comic book, and still yet somehow when Frank Miller does it, he's ripping off of Robert Rodriguez, who had initially just like paid homage to frank miller so Mm. it's kind of like a a snake eating its own tail uh it's kind of a weird thing however like a man eating his own head (laughs) have you ever seen a man eating his own head then you haven't seen everything (laughs) and neither have we but we have seen the spirit we was watching and uh we'll get into it but i guess i gotta give my summary really quickly yeah, like three sentences. Three sentences. Let, I wonder if I can do it in three sentences. Okay, let's try. Do it in haiku form. Oh, can I try? Yeah. Okay, give me a sec. Five, seven, five, yeah? Oh, no, dude, do it off the top of off. the dome book. <laughs> off the top of the dome, okay. That's not the dome. 
You're a freestyle uh, rapper. But you have to count. You can... Matt, all we do is drop in okay. other words to song lyrics all the time. We never count. We just feel it. But a haiku, it. you have to count. But you don't... You could feel it. Just feel it. Rookie cop gets shot. Somehow, he is brought back and... <laughs> fights crime... All the as time. spirit haiku. Yeah, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Uh, he's no way. There's really? a there's a girlfriend from his past, Eva Mendez. Uh, she's got a very horrible character name. Her name is Sand Serif, and it's what Sand Serif. Mm. And she has stolen two treasure chests from inside the ocean <laughs> I, you know there's all the i mean you've seen a fish tank <laughs> there's treasure chests everywhere and there are these two treasure chests they're linked together and when she gets there one of the treasure chests is broken and somebody else who's trying to steal those same treasure chests samuel l jackson as the octopus he gets a hold of one of the chests she gets the other one and it is a switcheroo she got what the octopus wanted and the octopus got what she wanted meanwhile the spirit who's this resurrected pseudo unkillable crime fighter he's trying to solve the case he's trying to absolve sand serif because she's on she's suspected for murder she's a thief but he's trying to prove that she didn't commit murder He's also trying to stop the octopus, who's his arch nemesis, who is also immortal, and trying to figure out why it is that he and the octopus are linked together and why they are both immortal. And that is the movie The Spirit. You seem less than satisfied in that, Jimmy. Nope, that was great. Thanks. Well, this has been the Weekly Watch Wheel. Tune in next week. What do you got to say? Nothing. I'm waiting for the conversation to start. Oh. Shanley. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you have to say, Shanley? I don't know how much my opinion matters on this because I didn't see 300. I didn't see Sin City. So I don't oh, really? really know. So that's okay. why I was like, I was glad to watch this. I feel like I really liked the comic book style-ish yeah. of, of it. The, mm-hmm. I like that aesthetic. However, I can't compare to the other ones to really know. I just know from watching this one, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way where I feel like there were some shots that, like, I guess like the cinematography of it looked really cool and I was really into it. Yeah. And then I feel like it would go in and you'd see, like, a close-up of someone's face and it just felt like kind of a different movie cut and paste in two. Yeah, the tone keeps shifting because yeah. of the different, like cinematography effects yeah okay and i that really bothered me okay um yeah i'd agree with that i feel like there were parts where i was like man that's cool like it really felt like graphic novel-esque yeah like especially in the beginning i feel like there's a shot where it's like him in like a room that i thought was going to be his lair but i don't feel like we ever go back to it yeah and there's like a window it's all white with like black kind of it, it's like the symbol at the sanctums or the different symbols oh, in the yeah, sanctums yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. um Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. It kind of looked like that and like he walks past it and it's like all like what's that word for graphic design stuff where it's like 
everything's like a solid color. It's hmm. like posterizing yeah, or whatever. Like, like color blocks. Yeah. I can't think of the right term, but yeah. So I feel like they did that in a few times. Like there's like really cool shapes and like perspectives. And it kind of came back, but it felt lazier every time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like then all of a sudden they just switched to like just desaturated regular people and yeah. sit like like it seems like they they threw in those where they could afford to or where they came up with something and then they just kind of like lazily tried to make the rest of the regular footage match that tone sort of gotcha but it was unsuccessful i think How, you've seen sin city right mm-hmm. okay i think sin city did it better well, Sin City is significantly a higher budget than this. This yeah. is a pretty low budget attempt at a blockbuster. So, Shanley, Sin City, the comic book, mm-hmm. it is just black and white. Frank Miller's art styles, he, he has like a, a really scratchy fountain pen kind of drawing, but it's black on white paper. He just uses fountain pens and Sharpies. And so the way that... Robert Rodriguez translated that to the movie is periodically there is this sort of like solid color sort of thing. It was a really interesting thing for him to do. Later on in the Sin City comic book, Frank Miller started introducing colored accents. There would be a girl with red lips or there's a villain who's entirely yellow, things like that. Mm-hmm. And Robert Rodriguez does that more so in in Sin City. And so this movie, it seems almost like to me that not having the budget to do that maybe quite as often as it was done in Sin City made them do it periodically. And it is a little bit baffling as to when that comes into play Mm -hmm. and why it's like that. It was kind of like in Spirit of Vengeance when the entire screen goes black. And you remember that? When yes. Ghost Rider would kill somebody. and Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's a little bit like that. Okay. So that's like the style. That yeah, Jimmy's pulling up a Sin City. And I feel that that was like with the whole, um, the credits were all showing artwork. Yeah, that's that's all his drawings. Yeah, he's amazing. He's got a really great art style. I mean, that's really cool. I just feel like watching the movie and there were times I really did like dig the, like I feel like I'm watching a graphic novel come to life. Yeah. And that was cool. But then I felt like there were other times where it felt lazy. It felt like black silhouette and then they just made his shoes super white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the soles of his chucks They just kept really focusing yeah. on that. And I feel like I was like, yeah. I don't think it looks that great, and I, I, it just felt really lazy to me. Maybe gotcha. there's more to it that I'm not, like, privy to, but... Yeah, I don't think there's any real, mm-hmm. like, symbolic reason for it. It's just what looks cool. I also feel like, looking at his drawings, it seems like there's a grittiness there yeah. that was really missing from the movie, which, yes. like, I get that that's probably expensive and a lot of details that, you know, they just can't afford to really focus on. Yeah. But I, I feel there is that another disconnect, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. What what were some of the visuals that you guys did like about it specifically? So there was specifically a shot that I liked in the beginning. I mentioned it already. It's like the Sanctum one. Yeah. And it was super cool, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, damn. Like, I'm in. Like, this is dope. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of liked it. Like, the whole opening felt like more put together like they were setting a tone yeah and then i feel like they were like okay now that we kind of set it we don't have to keep forcing it yeah the i disagree is it the opening scene including when he's 
like parkouring through the city and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. And it the physics cool. are way off. Mm-hmm. So he's like jumping very slowly. He's I did feel floating. Like a yeah. lot of his movements felt very like hot copish. <laughs> you know? Like it was very like ballet kind of yeah. like not ballet, but like uh like Broadway. That's it. Mm-hmm. Felt gotcha. very Broadway. Like a lot of like, ooh, yeah, jazz, like jumping. Sure. Felt like it could yeah. be in like West Side Story. I liked that though. <laughs> it was interesting. So there are, I think, two sequence, long extended sequences of narration where what's on screen is him running through the city, mm-hmm. and in the second one that's later on in the movie, he does a thing where he like, uh, it's like he's cartwheeling from from fire escape scaffolding to another like to climb up the building. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Shanley, do you know? I what I'm think talking? I'm remembering that. I feel like they would zoom in a little bit, like maybe some shots where they zoom in on his hand grabbing something, and they'd zoom out, and you just see like a silhouette. Yeah, yeah, and then so he's so he he'll be like hanging off of the fire escape on like his knees like this with his his hands draped down, and then he would swing himself up, grab with his hands, and then flip again, and he climbs up the building like that, and it it's a really cool one. I really liked that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, my my favorite visuals are him running through the city. It's just a fun thing to watch while listening to his narration. That really varies in quality. Some of the narration is really bad. Yeah. Um, I did feel like his narration... So this movie came out a year before the Watchmen film came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. But... It really felt like he was doing Rorschach. I feel like a lot of his, like, kind of gravelly hmm. Batman Rorschach voice, like, the city is my lover and stuff like that. It yeah. was just like, huh, like, this feels a lot like that. Well, there's definitely a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. I mean, while Alan Moore was writing things like The Killing Joke and The Watchmen, Frank Miller was releasing some of his most famous things like The Dark Knight Returns and Sin City. So they were contemporaries and they definitely have very similar inspirations. This movie is like a film noir like modernized film noir, mm-hmm. but like all of all of Frank Miller's things are are that even if they're kind of just pseudo film noir and um alan moore's stuff especially with regard to rorschach is definitely that same genre he's a private eye he narrates to himself he's got the trench coat they and both the hat. have a hat yeah so boom both have a hat um, but i mean it's like specifically like the super cool opening monologue from rorschach yeah where he's like all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, save us, and I'll whisper no. You know? Yeah. I feel like the tone of that whole thing really felt like the the spirit doing the, my city, I cannot deny her. My city screams, she is my mother, she is my lover, and I am her spirit. It's like, mm-hmm. ew. Like, you're yeah, trying he's, to do, he's mixing too many metaphors. You're trying there. to do that, and it's bad. And I don't <laughs> like it. And I'm yeah. not on board with it. You don't sound cool. Yeah, it, it doesn't work all the time. Sometimes the narration's pretty good, but a lot of the times it isn't. I love his white chucks. I love mm-hmm. it every time. I do agree it doesn't look that great, and I do agree that it's kind of pointless. But for some reason, I like the look of it. I feel like I, I didn't mind it in like some of the shots. 
Um, I feel like especially when we first see him, is like full body, and so like it was just a little bit of white. Uh huh. And then I feel I didn't mind it sometimes when they zoomed in yeah, on like his at feet first, as he was running. I couldn't tell if he had chucks on, like when they were first doing it, and mm-hmm. it was very like color blocking, like super white. I was like, oh, like. Are those chucks, or do they just kind of look like it? Mm-hmm. And I think I was a little disappointed when I was like, oh, yeah, those are definitely chucks. I was like, mm. that's kind of whack. Hmm. Sorry, where were we going no, with okay. that? I feel like there were, there were times I did like it, and then I feel like they just really leaned into it. Like I, honestly, that was like the one thing that really was memorable. I don't remember him doing... like You were talking about like all the cool... Like I remember thinking that he was moving in a cool way, and liking his that mm-hmm. moving through the city while that narration was happening, but I can't even think of that detail of him like cool flipping up the scaffolding because I remember like the most memorable thing that I remember. I'm saying remember a lot, <laughs> but the most memorable like visual I have yeah. is just white shoes, gotcha. and it just felt like a little overplayed. It's and that's distracting. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the other highlight of his getup is the red tie. How do we feel about the red tie? I don't. Okay, so you know what's crazy about this movie? Yeah, is it feels incredibly two thousand and eight. And like, at this point, it's so two thousand and late. It's it's just like I wore. A black button-up with black pants and then black and gray Nikes and then red laces and a red tie to a high school dance Okay, and to my mom's wedding. Nice. I mean, that's those were our school colors, so you were just having spirit. Oh, oh. I was so spirit. Oh. Do you think the spirit has uh, Aragon High School spirit? The high school is my lover. <laughs> <laughs> it I smells like of chlorine. Our, our high school is known for not having school spirit. Dude, our mm. high school was the way that we were about the Giants back then, too. Like, it was like, we like Aragon, we like the Giants, but mostly we hate Hillsdale and we hate, hate the, the Dodgers. Dodgers. Yep. Like, I would rather have both teams lose. Than the other team win. Then actually yeah. caring about like whether or not the Giants won. Like, gotcha. I'm just like, good. The Dodgers lost today. I don't care what else happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. That train can reverse one more time. The train that you're stuck behind. It was mm-hmm. that callback. I think it was a little too soon. You see the heartbreak <laughs> in his eyes? He's like, how dare you joke about this? Um, so, yeah, his whole vibe, I feel like, like, I don't think that was an original look that I came up with. Mm-hmm. And I think for some reason at this time, like 2008, that was just like an in thing. Mm. Like red and black, I think was really cool. Okay. I think like pop of color and like monochrome things yeah. in movies and like music videos. Like it was just a thing. It was everywhere. Yeah. It's weird. And I feel like a lot of other parts, like, I don't know if I'm getting off topic, but there's a flashback scene mm-hmm. where the spirit is remembering back when he was a teenager and he was Denny something Colt, I think. Sure. And he was like in love with sand and I don't I, like sand. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. Um, 
I know. <laughs> so he's like in love with her, and he looks like he could be like they're sitting on a stoop. It looks New York, and he looks like it could be the 1940s. Yeah, he's got like a like a leather jacket and mm-hmm. like a weird like Newsies hat, and his hair is all tussled. Yeah, yeah. and. She looks exactly like 2008. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, she's wearing like a fully midriff exposed, like roughly floral, With like, like a black belly and chain, red yeah. shirt. Doesn't and she has like, like low cut jeans. Yeah. She looks like she's just walked out of a hot topic. Mm. It is. I was like, this is what is going on right now? When well, is, what time th- period? This is, is like this? a fantasy time period because there's a lot of anachronisms. Everybody has cell phones. Yeah, but it I looks noticed like- two scenes where they made it very clear that it was possibly like today. Uh huh. And they both pissed me off. Okay. Because they were both advertisements. One was I forget her name, but the the Jewish policewoman. Morgan Stern. Morgan Stern. Uh-huh. She is doing some police stuff, and she's drinking a diet coke in a can. Oh, jeez. Or diet Pepsi. <laughs> sorry, diet Pepsi. Okay. And they make like sure to like. It's all kind of like desaturated, but the blue and red on the can is really vibrant. Oh, that's very. It's bad, very yeah. distracting. And I was like, okay, like that doesn't look old. And also, someone pulls out something that looks like a sidekick, which is funny because that came up yesterday, Sam. And it's a Nokia, like, not a flip phone, but it's, like, a Nokia phone that, like, the screen, like, spins out to expose, like, the keyboard. That's so dumb. Uh, But they they use a phone like that. They're showing a video on the phone. Uh, I think it's the, like, commissioner or whatever is showing the spirit something. It's the video of Sand when she was a kid. It's like, I hate and it's very clearly says Nokia on it. Um, <laughs> we got to find this girl. And boy, is this phone great. <laughs> <laughs> so both of those really upset me because they were the most glaring, like, modern references or, like, yeah. things. And it was like, dude, like, that's gross. Don't sell to me right now. Yeah, they got to they gotta make that budget somehow. <laughs> they could have hit it a little better. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you there. Did you like the tie, though? The red tie? I don't... So that was what I was saying. Like, it, it felt like, oh, this is from 2008. All right. But, so so you couldn't enjoy it because it's, like, two of its time? Um, I don't like it when something is supposed to be cool. And I feel like they were trying... That's, what, I guess, what I'm getting at. I feel like they were trying to be cool with it. Okay. And especially because he makes, like... They, they cut the tie at one point, which uh-huh. annoyed me a little bit. Like... We were supposed to care because it's like, oh, that's like his look. They're uh-huh. cutting his tie. Oh, no. And then also he's like, give me a tie and it better be red. And I was like, wow, you guys did that, huh? Like, I love it. That was so it stupid. so much It reminded me. me of the that dude that did all those videos in the woods. What? He's like, well, give me some waffle fries and a coke for free you better Uh, be okay with it like that unforgivable unforgivable that's it yeah imagine a bag of ants which is also 2008 yeah turn that off (laughs) i kind of like the tie you like the tie yeah i feel like i didn't like the point the um 
parts that Jimmy kind of highlighted. I didn't care for like them continually like focusing on it, mm-hmm. much like the Chucks. But um, I feel like when you, you'd see like his silhouette, you'd see the tie kind of blowing in the wind. Yeah, I was getting kind of like old school like superhero cape. Oh, okay. Vibes. Yeah, I can see but that. Seeing how they like modernized it a little bit, so I don't know. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I, I. That's what I really like is when when the tie where he's walking in in moderate climate, but the tie is like always flapping in the wind. It, it looks cool to me. And I don't know. It felt like we were in a My Chemical Romance video. Well, I never, I didn't watch those things growing up. So, well, you, yeah, but you would. And, and it reminded me of what? No, I wouldn't. You, so you would. would. You would watch it with a white woman. I don't even know what that band is. I totally yeah. did watch them, and I see what you're saying, but I feel like the lack of eyeliner really um, mm. set it apart. I said the tie looks like it. I and also the mask. Wait, what was okay. I? Aha! This is exactly it. I don't get how you pull a random reference from a crazy rock and roll band and you're using it as an insult upon me, and I don't even know what it is. And oh, that's so stupid. It looks exactly like the main character. Yeah, he. But this has like a. Are they? That's like face paint, not a mask, right? Oh well, it's the same exact pattern as the mask. I'm why are you? In, why are you insulting me about it? You knew what this is. This because is from your childhood, you not love mine. This aesthetic. No, I don't. Matt, we were both people at this age, and Shanley, back me up. Did I ever like My Chemical Romance? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Never. No, I did not. Thank All you. the time. Um, but we were both teenagers. Look, my point is. They were on MTV all the time, and this was their look, and that's exactly what the spirit looks like. That's weird. That's just this time, man. That's like this time. time. Mm. <laughs> Very good. job, man. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, that's that's what it reminded me of. So I didn't care for it. Okay, that's fine. It, it reminded me of what Nicolas Cage's Spider-Man noir says when... Uh, Miles is like, where's the wind coming from? And he says, the wind follows me wherever I go. And the wind smells like rain. And when the spirit is walking and his tie is flapping in the wind, it made me think of that. I'm like, oh, this is great. I I, I can totally get that vibe. (laughs) I felt like it didn't make sense for his tie to be flapping, but I I could see that being a still in a um, graphic novel. I'm like, yeah, okay. I see that coming to life. My issue is they didn't go dark enough for this to be cool and dark. And they didn't go satirical enough like the Nicolas Cage Spider-Man okay. yeah, yeah. to be like funny or like it's like spoofing that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was just like I, I the whole time I just felt like, man, like they thought this was so cool. I totally get that. For me, it struck me as like, this is a weird, weird world and a weird, weird story. And, and, and I'm on board for it. And let's just see where this goes. Yeah. That's, that's kind fair. of the way I felt with it. Um, Especially with all the anachronisms. I also, I don't know what it is. Last week I was thinking of how many movies felt inspired by Mad Max. Okay. Yeah. This week I kept thinking, how this movie just felt like it was pulling from other things. 
So like my first three notes are the spirit feels very Broadway slash hot cops. Uh, this feels super Tim Burton esque. Hmm. That was when he was like walking through the graveyard and there was like the like metal like fence that looked like the graveyard in Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. And there's like the cat walking with him, which is a Tim Burton on the catwalk. Thing. He did like a little turn. <laughs> On the catwalk. On the catwalk, yeah. Yeah, on the catwalk. <laughs> he shook his little tush on the catwalk. Um, but my response to that, though, is like so many of these filmmakers were really like inspired of a school of graphic novels of which some, you know, came from from Frank Miller. And so it's, again, like that same insular snake-eating-its-own-tail thing. Yeah, I'm not criticizing the style. I'm mm. saying they did it poorly on this. Yeah, but I... Yeah. I think that that comes from Frank Miller's not a filmmaker. And I and I do think that this was kind of a foolhardy quest to make. Like, I bet that if he did the um, storyboard for this movie... He did. I bet it looks amazing. He did. Like, a lot of the shots look like, oh, the drawing that they tried to recreate here must have been super dope. Well, that's that's what's in the credits, are his storyboards. Sure. And, and it is really cool. And, it, and that's ultimately the thing. He's a writer, and he's a graphic novel author. Mm-hmm. He's not a filmmaker. And so, for somebody to have made a really cool movie based on his writings and him to say, oh, I can make a movie now. It's just like, no, there's a leap there. This is yeah. not your medium. Definitely. But also, I, like, I don't know how much he's to blame for some of the stuff. Is there a direction we should be going in? Because I'm well, just going to start yeah. arguing. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, no. The direction that I was going to go in is I think the most striking thing about this movie, the most defining characteristic of this movie, are the visuals. Right. And so I wanted to start there and lay that on the line first and then kind of go down the the direction that we normally go. So now that we've established that, we kind of got a sense of how each of us feel about it. If I didn't make it clear enough... All the visuals work for me. The, you know what? I, I do want to say, I didn't like that I was regularly confused if if this was in black and white or if it was just really, really muted. And, and I, I don't think it ever was in black and white. It wasn't, but I did start thinking like halfway through the movie. I was like, is it getting more colorful? And yeah. I was like, I can't tell if that's intentional. And like, there's going to be some kind of like revelation at the end and it's going to become full oh, saturation. Like Ple- like Pleasantville. But it didn't, and I was like, oh, so this movie is just shitty. (laughs) So I feel like I did see some scenes that felt very black and white. Okay. And then that's why I think it was really um, noticeable to me that the ones that were just muted were very different. You know, it it just felt like a um, jump back and forth between the two different styles. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's something that I didn't like. I wish they would have gone more sepia, um, like 300 or full black and white like Sin City, but this sort of really muted sepia was kind of confusing, and I think on a subconscious level was kind of disconcerting and uncomfortable. But mostly, I was really in on the visuals. Um, so now that we've touched that, just I, wa- I want to get your guys' general impressions. I like when our episodes just come right out of the gate and say, you know, like, I didn't like this movie, or I liked this movie, and then we move from there. Uh, Jimmy, can we start with you? 
so what's my overall vibe on this? Yeah. Um, I think it was a bad movie. Okay. I thought it was not good. Okay. It was, in fact, awful. Awful? Really? I think that I was in awe at how full of <laughs> shit this movie was. <laughs> really? Um, I didn't like it. Okay. Cool. Shanley? So, I think I was surprised at how much I liked it. Okay. It was kind of, like, corny in a way. Yeah. Like, the characters were a little over the top, and they have very Mm -hmm. ridiculous, kind of, like, moniker-like names. But part of me also liked it because I feel like that cartoon-esque, I don't know, aspects of them made it feel like, oh, yeah, this feels like a comic book or graphic novel or, you know, something from that Mm -hmm. brought to the screen. Right. And so I I don't know, I kind of like that about it. But I kept noticing during the movie I'm like I don't really care about any of the people. Yeah. And so I feel like while I was interested, it was hard to stay like invested, do you know? Mhm. Uh, what so, do you think, Matt? Oh, uh, you've seen it before, but yeah. was it as good as you recalled? Yeah, so I brought this movie in because nobody's seen this movie, and the pe- out of the people who have seen it, I'm one of the very few people who really like this movie. Um, I did like it. It was much more boring than I remembered it being, and a lot slower than I remembered it being. I think making this a short film at like 45 minutes probably would have been punchier and better. So that's something that's kind of worn off for me. I had less patience for the pacing of it. Overall, I really did like it. This strange combination of cartoony and then hyper-violent, it's just, it's just so weird. And I, I did enjoy that. So where should we, where should we <clears throat> take our conversation next? Do you guys want to talk about some characters? Do you guys want to talk about the storyline? I think characters. Okay, cool. Yeah, because the story doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Nobody cares about the story in this. Uh, we'll start with the spirit then. Denny Colt, a.k.a. the spirit. Jimmy, did you like anything about him? I did not like the spirit. He's a dick. So Because he's a ladies' man? So his whole thing is he... I I didn't understand the backstory, but him and Sand are dating, and someone is a cop. And I think it was one of their parents. And then there was another man who used to be a boxer, and now he's a drunk. Mm -hmm. And he's he's fighting with someone, and a a, a cop gets killed. Mm -hmm. And it's one of their parents, Sand or the spirit, Denny. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she's really upset about it and leaves because she thinks their town is stupid and she hates the cops all of a sudden. Yeah. I didn't really follow any of that. I don't understand what happened there. Then he becomes a cop. Yeah. And dies being a cop. And then he comes back to life. So it's like he's already like, okay, so you became a cop even though the girl you loved like hated that for some reason. I don't really understand, but it seemed weird. He becomes a cop, he dies, and then he is like, oh, I'm alive again, 
and I'm going to fight crime and be like Batman. Yeah. Uh, but I can't date your daughter anymore, Commissioner. <laughs> so she can't know that I'm alive. But I'm always going to be around her, and I'm going to try to bang her in her office. And she's probably going to know that it's me, but like not for sure. But uh-huh. definitely make re- like allusions so that she kind of knows. Then he's like trying to bang other girls in front of her. It's like, yeah. I think you were just a bad person. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that like to protect Shanley, I would come back to life and be like, oh, I can't be with Shanley though because, like, I'm going to be fighting crime, so it'll be too dangerous for me to get close to her. But I am still going to like be around her a lot and know she's into me, and I'm going to try to hit it a couple times. But then, like, when another girl comes in the room, I'm going to, like, immediately pivot to her. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get some strange. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, dude. You're you're speaking in pretty heavy detail. Are you sure that's not that's your thing? That's what he did. That's literally from the movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess He's a so. bad person. Yeah. I think he's a total douche. Yeah, especially because I found myself trying to figure out what love story I'm supposed to support. Because it's kind of like um, Ellen, the the commissioner's daughter. Yeah, Sarah Paulson. Yeah, she's like... Her name was Sarah Paulson. (laughs) Thanks for that. Uh, It seems like that's his true love because he was engaged to her before he died. Mm Mm-hmm. And and just to clarify, clarify, it's not him who says that he can't be around Ellen. It's her dad who says, leave her out of this. I think he says it to her dad. I would challenge you on that. Really? I really think he says it in the the flashback where he's talking to the dude. He's like, I can't be with her anymore. Huh. I think it's his idea. Okay. You might be right. But then there's also this, like, his first love was Santa Seraph when he was a kid. And it's, like, about him trying to, like, save her. Yeah. And so... And they have, like... He gets her locket at the beginning of the movie, which is kind of like a motivation for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both appear when he's like giving up hope at the end. They, like there is this that scene where Ellen says, "Like you tell all of us women the same thing that you love us and we're the only ones for you, and you mean it every time." But I, I, that's like not really good enough because every time he's pursuing. Sans Serif, it kind of made me angry. I'm like, hey, dude, Ellen is great, and she loves you, and you loved her once. No, man, so you're wrong. You're way off base. Here's what's going on. Sans Serif is Uh his, um, the the good dude from, uh, The Notebook. Mm, Uh, James Marsden? Jimmy Marsden? Ryan God, Gosling. I hate you. You well, always when, do this. I don't know Matt what you mean. always likes the guy that no one likes. I don't know what you mean That's by you good. Do. You know, you always like, you like Mark Wait, wait, no, no, no. How is your answer it's not true. immediately Ryan Gosling? Yeah, uh, but I well, was trying to think of the character's well, no, 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 name. No, 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 wait. So, let me explain. Oh, I know Ryan Gosling. Because Ryan Gosling's character's name is Noah. Noah. Yeah, thank you. So, but, so, but no, hang on. No, 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 no. Let me just explain myself here. I know, but you're criticizing me, so let me clarify. You don't get to know what just because you're Noah being is the bad boy of the story. So when you say good, I thought you meant like a goody boy. That's why I answered James Marsden. But you also prefer James Marsden. I do, but that's see, not what I was talking see, about here. So don't bring up irrelevant bullshit. 
when you like him better anyways. He was the right choice. You are such a... See what I'm dealing with, Shanley? Do you see this? God, I hate you. Noah is Sam Seraph. Of course and, I don't know a... Oh, God. And whatever the hell James Marsden's character is, is Ellen. So Sarah Paulson is... Sarah Paulson is the shitty guy that like you don't actually want the girl to end up with. James Marsden. Yeah. Tyler. This character's name's Tyler. No. Cochrane. Tyler. 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 <laughs> Is that how I met your mother? Yeah. yeah. What's his actual name? Grant. Grant. You know? I'm so not afraid to recast. <laughs> so in the movie, you're rooting for his relationship with Santa Seraph then? I'm not. But that is the one that I think we're supposed to. Because just like we want Noah to get the girl, you want the like the you want the childhood love to pay off. Just like uh, just like in Ghost Rider. She's the same character. Or well she has the same storyline. <laughs> right? She gets, well she leaves in this, whereas she's left in Ghost Rider. But but it it's like this is the story of Eva Mendez, and we get a flashback in desaturated sepia of a mm. recasted younger version of her, <laughs> and the love story oh my God, that is interrupted. Is there also a necklace in Ghost Rider? I feel like there's also one there. There might be. I don't, I don't <laughs> it's know. the I don't same thing. Why. It's the same story. Go ahead, though. This is unrelated, but I have to tell you this because it's awesome. Earlier I think today, there is. <laughs> Sorry. Well, now we have to leave that in. Such a stay on point. I'll bring it up later. Um, so, so I think that's the one we're supposed to be invested in. But I'm not. I do agree. Like, in this instance, I don't necessarily, like, I want Ellen to move on. To get a I don't want man. her to be with the spirit. I, I agree. do want the spirit yeah. and Eva Mendez to have, like, a, like, you know... Not a relationship, but like a thing. Like she's a bad oh, they, guy. Oh, you know, yeah, and Sherlock like a, and, and Irene Adler yeah, sort of thing. Definitely they like meet that. or like every, Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. Where it's like we're kinda into each other, but we just were on opposite sides. Here. But we meet up every six or seven months, get freaky, mm-hmm. and then part yeah, ways we get again. Freaky on a roof. Yeah. And then, and then we don't yeah, that's what that's what that was supposed to be. And then also there's the weird death girl. That they name Lorelai. Lorelai. They say that only. That was dumb. Yeah, that really doesn't work. I, I was hated really confused. That. I thought that was um, Sans Serif. No. No, she says no. in the beginning she's like death, and that she wants him because he's the only one who got away from her, or oh. something. So every time he gets close to death, they show Jamie King dancing in sparkles. She looks like Enchantress from Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Isn't yeah. it like very like gyrating? It's like that, or like Will Smith at the uh, end of Wild Wild oh, West. Oh, Abonia. Abonia, yeah. He's kind of got an Abonia thing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that... I kind of... I, I get what they were doing there. It really doesn't work, though. There's that shot where it's all the girls that like are into him. Has severed heads. And he's like, they all need me. Which is so the patriarchy. He falls. Yeah, he falls out so of Eva Mendes' lips. This, this movie fails. The uh, Bechdel test. That, yeah, is that the one? Mm-hmm. This fails. Is it really? I thought there was two names. 
Uh, I thought it was Bechtel. Look it it probably is. I don't know. I, don't I always confuse that in the Skullville. <laughs> They're different. <laughs> Very similar. Because so, yeah. women are so hot. Uh-huh. Right? uh-huh. Yeah. We but are. we should listen to what they have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, Shanley? sure. Mm-hmm. It's about time. About damn time. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Shanley, you just run with the rest of the podcast. We'll just yes and you. Yeah, how do you feel? Yeah, I feel like... I don't okay, think wait, wait, so... <laughs> <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> was that intentional? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Shane. So I feel like we're supposed to like him kind of being a playboy. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Like you guys were saying, you're not sure who you're like, which relationship. Um, yeah. Which like romantically you're supposed to be rooting for. Cause he kind of has previous history with both of those girls. And the yeah. French girl. Well, I feel like there's a lot of these girls that he has, like... That the French kind girl of, is Abonia. Um, yeah. Thrown in. We're just like, oh, yeah, this is, like, another past lover or mm-hmm. girlfriend or whatever. But I feel like he was dating the commissioner's daughter before he became the spirit, right? Yeah, so it's, like, most recent. And that, that that's, like, three years anything. ago. And that's, like, that's exactly why I brought up the notebook. No, 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 but I think it's, like, he, he kind of, he grew out of whatever he was when he and Sand were together. Because they... No, dude. Hugely he disagree. Hasn't. Yeah. He's all about um, it. But I, I kind of got the sense of, like, his belief in law enforcement is really what made them different. And, and that's why they had to part ways. It's because she wanted to go become Catwoman. A jewel thief. She didn't he, even... She's a bad person, too. Yeah, but... She didn't even want to go become a thief. She just wanted to have things. She's just a... Oh, okay. She wants sports cars and diamonds. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Can you and relate money, to that, Shannon? Lots of money. I, I want money. I Show like money. Shan the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you can't get around the fact that Frank Miller... He's, who's like a brilliant writer, an amazing artist. He's kind of a gross guy, <laughs> and I think that that really shows in this movie. There's nothing that says the objectification of women more than three characters are named after objects. There's sand, silk, and f- and plaster. <laughs> this is three the three women in the movie. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> very strange. And Ellen. And, oh, that's the worst one. That's why I sort of almost felt like she was, like, the truest love, because she's, like, the only character with an actual human name. Well, she's also the least sexual character. Yeah. I don't know. She's about to bang him in, in, the, in the room. Yeah, but all the three other ladies, and also we're forgetting about the Jewish cop. Uh, he, I don't w- think he was, she like, was hitting serious. on her. Yeah, but... She showed up, so that's what I was trying to get at before Shanley started talking about God knows what, is... <laughs> When he's, like, about to die, and then he's like, oh, I'm gonna bang Death Girl, but I gotta go get all those other girls. And Morgan And it's Stern like a line of heads. I'm pretty sure that Morgenstein... Stern. Sure. Is in it. And I'm gonna get in trouble on this episode. <laughs> um, Morgan Stern is in it. And maybe the French Girl. Mm-hmm. And Silk... Silken... Yeah, Silk and Floss. And Sand. Who has nothing to name. do with him. 
I, by the yeah, way. Like, is she into him? <laughs> no. Like, she never shows that, but, like, she's in there. He's one of the girls he's got to save. And then there's, like, three or four other girls. Like, there's, like, eight girls in that lineup. Yeah. Like, who were all those people? <laughs> he's got hoes. <laughs> but just one area, area code. In his city. So there, there's... And lots of Nokia phones. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, so there's Ellen, there's Sans Serif, there's Silken Floss, there's Plaster, there's Lorelei. Morgan Stern, oh. Lorelai, Ellen. Um, I think you already said Ellen, but maybe did not. I think you did. I think you did, but I don't know. Lip von Reeder. Oh yeah, Lippin Reeder. <laughs> Lippin Reeder. Yeah. Uh, Munisha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Shanley, did you like the character of the spirit at all? I feel like besides his like, we're supposed to get like, oh, he's like a playboy. Besides mm-hmm. that, I don't think he had like any a personality. I feel like Jimmy said that he was. Were you saying, like, predicting that he was going to be the white knife? Or is that just the past few movies we've watched? <laughs> that there's a the, white knife character and all yeah, of Yeah, the main uh, character is I think just I just said dug. that the, the little boy from Mad Max was the white knife. Mm. Hmm. I, I didn't like him. But, like, I also didn't... He didn't have enough of a personality to, like, be like, Oh, yeah, that guy for sure sucks. Oh, because you didn't have a strong feeling about him one way or the other. Well, part of me is just like, I don't get why all these girls... It very much feels like, oh, this is written by a man. Yeah. But all these girls are super into him for no reason. He's here's, very handsome. Here's my it, problem with it is... I, he's pretty like, cut. He says a bunch of shit that makes no sense. His dialogue, like, yeah, his especially his inner monologue stuff. He says that he cares about the city, and the city is his, his love and his mother... And you know, he's got an edible all this complex. weird stuff, yeah. um, and and then he's got all these girls, and I don't know what his goal is. Like he's so aimless. He like he vaguely wants to stop crime, but Sand did kill that guy. At least one person was killed by Sand. No, she doesn't kill anybody. The dude with his head blown out. She put a gun in front of him because she threatened to expose that he was a pedophile. Okay, are we going to do like a jigsaw argument here? She killed him. Like, if you put a gun in front of somebody and threatened to like do like... He was a pedophile, right? I don't know. I think the picture had him look like a child. I don't remember that. This is very upsetting. But either way, she did. Okay. Right? And what about her husband? Oh, that's true. I think she killed him. Yeah, mm. you're right. Yeah. Um, so I think she kills totally, all her husbands. She's totally a killer. She's like the black the widow. <laughs> um, Thanks for that. Oh, sand. Um, so, so she's a bad person. You're a sitter on a printer. <laughs> <laughs> so he just lets her slide because he's still trying to hit it after all these years. He didn't have to let her slide for that. He did, though. He, I mean, ew. You wanted him to do it, like, in jail? No, I mean... Conjugal? <laughs> That's cool. 
I mean, she's into him. Yeah, anyway. but the point is, is he he doesn't care about saving the city from crime because he's trying to let his criminal high school girlfriend mm-hmm. escape. And as far as I know, the octopus doesn't do like any criminal shit. <laughs> like I don't think he does a single crime in this whole movie other than like hate the spirit and that's like the only person that he, he doesn't like we never see him like he ki- he kills animals stupid okay <laughs> and, well, and he's got weaponry he does that's true mm-hmm. probably I unregistered know. i think it was he's 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 not keeping it real he's very aimless no i agree i don't really like him very much i feel like if they did a bet like it's fine if they're just gonna make him batman just do it, but like make him like. I didn't understand his whole backstory, so it's not like it's too much ambiguity. Like, yeah, it's just like he, very like. So he's not an antihero. It's just confusing. Yeah, yeah. I hear you there. There's potential. I'll say that. Like that actor and that character design and the bullet point of what he's doing has potential. They just didn't take it anywhere. Okay, let's move on from him. Yeah. You guys want to talk about the commissioner? No, but we can. Not at all. Really? I thought he was great. Well, you know. No? No? no. Shana, I really do you want have to talk anything about to say about octopus. him? Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's the pinnacle. This, that's where this is going. This is, this is the equivalent of us leading to talk about Lil Pete. Okay, I think here's <laughs> what we should do. Ready? Okay. I've, I'm going to pitch this. You know, she's a cheerleader. Um, <laughs> Shanley was a cheerleader. I, so I was going to say we should go through all the girls... To get to, like, get closer and closer to Octopus. Okay. So, so that was kind of... So we're working from furthest away, which would be... And then we can do peripheral people. So, like, Ellen and the Commissioner. Okay. And then work our way closer to the guy. Okay, so uh, the Commissioner... Did you guys catch his name? I have it in my notes. I did not catch The it. Commissioner. Evening, Commissioner... It wasn't Leibowitz, was it? No, Leibowitz is Frank Miller. That's the guy in the beginning. He gets decapitated, and the octopus beats up the spirit with his head, which is <laughs> weird. Dude, I'm going to Commissioner say, Dolan. The, that is it. This movie produced maybe the funniest like one-line notes that I've had so far. Yeah, but are they all from Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, no. Things that I wrote. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I think these are... I keep laughing at stuff I wrote. <laughs> this okay. is great. Well, I definitely want to hear this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. So, Commissioner Dolan, he's played by the dad from The Wonder Years, who looks like Big Bob from Big Bob's Beepers and Hey Arnold. And he's got this great dynamic with him and the spirit, because he both hates the spirit and kind of sees him as a son, because when Denny Colt was alive, he was engaged to his daughter but they have a lot of angry back and forths and uh commissioner is a very bob hoskins type right like from like he's kind of an eddie valiant type right no no nope he's a drunken old lawman he just seems tired dude so does eddie valiant yeah but eddie valiant's got like a grittiness and like a toughness to him Okay. I didn't feel like this guy was that. He's just like a tired old man. Yeah. I think he calls himself a tired old man <laughs> at some point in the movie. Yeah, but not in like a tough way. 
and, and he loves his daughter so much and and i like that because i am a father of a daughter you wouldn't understand jimmy you're damn right <laughs> i don't think that he's got like an attitude or like a negative thing about the spirit because of any like legal stuff mm-hmm. i think he's just pissed because the spirit's sniffing around his daughter still and he's like hey asshole like you're over here not doing what you told me you were gonna do you came back from the dead and you were like i'm gonna clean up the streets and i'm gonna be batman and you're just out here trying to bang my daughter and not put away criminals like what are you doing I think he's just sick of it. He's like, what? What? Why are we doing this with you? It's not just that though. I think he just doesn't like him as a character. It's not. It's not just I don't his relationship. So. Well, there's I think the part because he's a bad cop. No, also, it, he like runs over to the other cop and he's like, "Get over! I'm driving." He's like, "Hey, man, you don't work here. Stop trying to drive our cars. <laughs> like, what are you doing?" Well, there's that line when the spirit is being interviewed and he's like, "Kids." Don't give your parents such a hard time, and da 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 da. And then f- from off out of frame, no Dolan says, and don't forget to tell them to take the gosh darn vitamins. Yeah, that <laughs> was funny. He just he just doesn't like them at all, and that's very good. But he also does care about them. Well, it's a fun that's dynamic. what I'm saying though is that I think it's because the guy is kind of like a Gilderoy Lockhart. Like, the spirit doesn't actually do any of the stuff that he's trying to do. <laughs> okay, he's just like a sex symbol. Like, he's trying to bang hoes, and he's trying to, like, pretend to be a cop. Take money. It, it, I don't know. I think he's like a... I, I am with the cop. He's like, dude. No, I am, too. He came back from the dead to fight crime, and you're just... Dipping your wick. ass. Jeez. Jeez. Cut that out, but, you know. You cut that out. <laughs> Am I wrong, Shannon? Back me up here. No, I... I, I get it. I feel like... <laughs> I did like... Imagine what your dad would say if I, I came back from the dead to fight <laughs> crime and I'm just, you know, getting my spirit on. <laughs> Is that how you do it? Those hip movements? You act like you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think also my dad being a cop, I very much see it. It's like, yep. I, I would like your dad to get this old and, and become like the commissioner in this movie. It would be great. I wish. Um, my dad's more what? of a Michael Scott type. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's... it's um, I love your dad. I love my dad, too. Well, I think my dad's a great guy, but I feel like... Leave that in. Okay. Or I said it like your dad. I'm going to actually copy and paste it and put it in multiple parts of the movie. I love you, Dad. Just put that in a whole bunch. <laughs> I love you too, son. <laughs> is that Austin Powers? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> your dad's not going to get grizzled like this? Uh. Say something nice about the- your dad. <laughs> This episode dedicated to Mikey Copper P. Mike. <laughs> I wish my dad would have like a more intimidating aura about him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he just, he's too much of a teddy bear. Gotcha. That's know. okay. That's valuable too. Yeah. Manliness is not a monolith. Let's let that sink in. Okay. Uh, okay, talk. Let's talk about Ellen. She's the best gal in the movie. 
she's she's everything. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's tough. She's smart. She's, I think, the most selfless of everyone. Yeah. Like, everyone, all the other females are, like, kind of um, flirting with the spirit and then also working on their own agendas. And she's the only one who, like, is caring about other people. Mm -hmm. Stupidly worrying too much over the spirit. Yeah. I did like that she had her, like, what's her name? Morgan Stern. No, I think you're talking about from House on Haunted Hill, right? Yep. Uh, my hero, <laughs> Annabelle Loren. There it is. So yeah. just how, like, um, <clears throat> Annabelle Loren, when she was fighting with her husband, and then after she'd be like, damn you. <laughs> yes. Um, she would be, like, flirting with, or Alan would be flirting with the spirit, and then he would go immediately flirt with some other hussy. <laughs> and then... <laughs> She would be like, bastard. She throws a scalpel at the door. After very, that was that was pretty crazy. That was her best moment. Just bastard. Yeah. I thought she was going to become a villain when that happened. That would be cool. I was hoping for I that I thought she was going to be like, betray him. Yeah. I'm into it. She's great. You said you really like Sarah Paulson? I do like Sarah Paulson. All like, women like, like Sarah Paulson. Do they? Mostly, I think, because of American Horror Story. Oh. And other things that mm-hmm. are the same as that. She only likes some other weird show Glass. that's basically the same thing. It's like the Ratchet. Yeah. Which is like she's and a Clank? nurse. But it's basically American Horror Story. Okay. She's um, like a weird sex nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to say that you're being ridiculous, but it's basically That's true. what that show is. She's like an evil, weird sex nurse. Okay. Not far off, yeah. Oh, she's evil in it? Oh, um, yeah. Well, she's not a good... She's like... Doesn't she like help people murder people? Yeah, oh. she's working on her own agenda. And then she like does it with the victims? No, with, um, uh, with the perps. Mm. And, yeah. and the victims, everyone. Everyone's getting something. Everybody uh, getting something. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Sarah Pauls. <laughs> <laughs> Have we forced you to watch that, Shelly? No. It's not that funny. It's not that funny. Okay, if you guys are saying it's not that funny, that it's do. really not that funny. Yeah, There's you're a lot right of stuff Matt and I like that is funnier when we quote it than that it would, is yeah. actually sitting through the whole thing. Keenan Thompson is a Santa Claus, like a, an elf. That went bad, and he's called something Claus. And there's a song, and it's not funny. But ever he likes he's dressed in like a red velvet like pimp suit. <laughs> and just everybody getting something. <laughs> and it, the song is not funny. The majority of the skit isn't funny. But every time he pops in the screen and says that, it gets me every time. Okay, something Claus. <laughs> Jimmy, your, your thoughts on Ellen? Your thoughts on Sarah Paulson? I didn't like her as much as you did. Really? I thought she was very pretty in this. And I thought that she... It's probably not great that I started off with <laughs> her appearance. But whatever. But if she smiled more... Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought was lacking. She talked a little too much and didn't smile <laughs> Smiled enough. a little too and little. she could have shown a little more skin. You know, Holy long hell. sleeve button-ups and skirts that go past the knee. What year is this? Seriously. 
Well, we don't know what year this is. <laughs> um, no, but it's the she, year of the Nokia, so um, we have to assume 2006. I kept feeling bad for her. Yeah, was like, dude, like, stop liking this idiot. Like, move on. Like, do better for yourself. What's odd is she is so healthily moved on from Denny. Because there's that conversation well, yeah, she has with Dolan. She's like, I'm not looking for love. I'm looking for lust with the mm-hmm. spirit. <laughs> Aren't we all? That's why she said keep the mask on. I think it's better for everybody. <laughs> she said that when they're about to yeah. get it on. She's like, have, like, we, have we done hat off, mask on? <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, while we're on that, because we didn't talk about it when we were talking about the spirit. What is with the mask? Dude? It's like plastic. Like I'm so. It's like a. It's like a window sticker or like. Yeah, it's really it bad. It seemed like when I definitely made masks out of like <laughs> those like fruit roll up things. You know, like you bite out eye holes in a mouthful and then like totally. put it over your face, totally. and then you eat it, which is disgusting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but it was like it's that. Really it's just, it looked like it was like it stuck to him, but like would also like come off. Like, like you could easily peel it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, really, I I didn't notice that early when I was watching this movie, but this time around I did. When um, why do they always act like that type of mask? Well, it's called and a it's domino like, mask. It's like who are you? Like, <laughs> like, you I, that's insane. I would love to have us all walk in somewhere. <laughs> Like, if, well, if we he, all have very identifiable features. So all does of, oh yeah, he doesn't. He no, he's like a, a guy. Yeah, he's kind but of like if your kids were here and we all came in in those masks and didn't speak. <laughs> you're like, what are you guys doing? Or they'd be like, who are you, Dad? There's some weird people here. <laughs> That's very true. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they chose to do like the plastic one. When, when um, The Incredibles 2 came out, at the Disney store, they were giving out like little plastic domino masks. And it was like this exact same material as it is in this movie. Mm. I, don't, I don't know why they didn't do like like a hardened like velvet sort of thing or like a cloth one that has some structure to it or like a latex one like Batman and Robin. It was just like plastic. It's yeah. really weird looking. I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking that too. I I appreciate that they didn't do like the makeup inside like the mask. Like the blackout over the eyes? Yeah, but like also Did they I not? Like, I didn't notice they that. They did not. It was just skin colored mm-hmm. inside. Mm. And so I appreciate that because I was always like, dude, like you have you're putting your costume on, and like you have time to like you know make color in my eye. But like I also was like, they should have just done that. Does that bother you, like in Batman movies when he takes his cowl off and there's no eyeshadow on his face? Yes. Yep. They're gonna fix that in the Robert Pattinson one. He's got Robert what? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Wow, thought you were gonna say it. What? Bat and bat. Oh, raw bat, bat and bat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Weekly Planet podcast. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I like that, like the scene where he's beating the shit out of the guy and he doesn't have his cowl on, and he's got like the black mm-hmm. in his face. It's very cool. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that. That's he's not wearing his cowl in that, right? I think he is in that one, oh, but I think it, it when he's in like the, the next cut, yeah, and he's in the computers. In the he's computers. got computers. It's he's it's in computer. The computer? <laughs> it's, he's, yeah, he's in the computer. Thanks for that, Shanley. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she was fine. Mm-hmm. I just like I would have been happier if she 
was like done. kind of flirty with him, but was like, uh, like I, I wanted more. It would be kind of be interesting, like, yeah. Like if she had a love interest and the spirit was a little jealous of the relationship that she had, that would be way better. Yeah, and so she could be like, and well, she was you know, kind you're always of like drawn to him too, but yeah. was like, mm, no. Like, like if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. I That's wish she was like, oh, like. He reminds me of Denny. Like, that would have been good. <laughs> Something familiar See, about him. He looks exactly like my fiancé, except for, like, about an inch around the eye. If I could just see under that, I would know for sure. <laughs> but uh, what I was saying earlier is she has a very healthy, like, grieving process with having lost Denny. But but she's like totally. I feel like you saw parts of this movie that didn't exist. No, because. He says things like that. She has a conversation with Dylan. grieving? Well, honestly, so we watched this movie once, and I'm glad that I stayed awake the entire Hey! Way to go. Shout out to me. But also, I feel like if I haven't seen a movie before, and I'm focusing on taking notes, I I tend to miss some of the movie. Well, okay, so there's a part when Dolan comes into her doctor's office and she's asleep on the desk and he tells her to go home but she refuses to because she stays mm. there all night in case yes. the spirit comes in and uh he brings up denny and she said he said like denny was it was a good boy and she said yes he was and we lost him i lost my boy scout but we have to move on and it's just like it's very good like she she expresses that she misses him and that he was great but but life moves on but then she's like super obsessed with the spirit it's kind of like yeah so that makes what, no sense to that's me that's what bothers me is that you're gonna take one line that she says it's that a, makes sense and then you're gonna use that to ignore that the entire movie she's like chasing some guy who is constantly disrespecting her mm-hmm. like I wouldn't say that she's like, oh, she's so healthy and grieving. Like, there's one line that she throws away casually yeah, it's at one her, point. It's not casually. It's good acting. Okay. And so, like, she delivers it. It's especially because, you know, like, her, you her dad. You casual. <laughs> well, Dolan is this mess, right? He's he's just a mess of a man. And in this conversation she that they have, she is, like, the strong one. And she's kind of, like, laying... She's telling her dad what's what and so just the the kind of the shift in the tone there when she's talking about that that's why i gather like oh like she's a very thoughtful person but then her obsession with the spirit doesn't line up with that which sucks Mm, okay i mean i feel like we watch two different movies but i'm not going to keep arguing with you about it. but then again i've also seen this movie a lot more times than you but i I also feel like that doesn't change the fact that your interpretation seems to be pulling from things that weren't in the movie. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's like, mostly from that scene. I think it's a good scene, and I think it speaks volumes. Mm. I guess the I guess the next connection though is we should talk briefly about Morgan Stern. She doesn't do a whole lot, but mm-hmm. we should talk about her. It's weird that they made like okay. It's hard saying that it's weird that she was Jewish. I, I didn't like, catch that she was Jewish. Is that a Jewish name? She they make a big deal out of it. She talks about Jewish shit a whole bunch. <laughs> I she, didn't catch that. She's got a star of David Does around she her really? neck. Never noticed. She has that. a star of David necklace. Okay. Okay, now we need to verify because if you guys both <laughs> missed it. <laughs> but she's totally Jewish. Like it's a whole thing. Is Morgan Stern a Jewish name? No, that's why I called her Morgenstein. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, I mean, you already got it streaming on your laptop. Pull it up, see if she... Well, I closed it, but... I I highly doubt you imagined that. It's more likely that we didn't notice it. I always spotted you. (laughs) Is that staying in? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You are the one who decides stuff. I don't get us canceled. (laughs) Yeah, that's on me. Because you said... If you leave it in, do do you want to not do the podcast anymore? (laughs) I'm not relinquishing my spot, so this whole ship's going down with me. We've recasted Jimmy. <laughs> I'm your kid's favorite part. They're going to stop listening if I'm not. Good to meet you, Mr. Spirit. I'm Morgan Stern. Rookie. Fresh from Baltimore. Ugh, I hated that. Good to have you aboard, When he kisses her hand? Come on, we have to yeah. the whole Fresh from Barmore. Like <laughs> nothing at all like what she sounded like. That's exactly what she said. <laughs> Just Baltimore. She does not. There's no. T- to meet you, Mr. Spirit. I'm Morgan Stern, rookie, fresh from Baltimore. Oh, you're right. Fresh from Baltimore. <laughs> you're right. You tried to tell me. We just damn. I'm good. <laughs> so does she have a star, David? She's sideways right now. You're sideways constantly. She always has a hat on indoors. That's disrespectful. Just doing my job, sir. Bam! Ah, verified by film. She does have a Star of David. I just assumed that was like a badge. But they also talk about it. It's not just there. She's like, and I'm Jewish from Baltimore. <laughs> you know, all the Jews out in Baltimore. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna, I need to see if she says something Jewish. What's that? Ah, here we go. What are the odds of that? Sounds like an electric complex. Right after this whole thing. Plain as your face. Honey, I'm just an altar cocker. You gotta give me something to work with here. Altar cocker? Old fart. Jews these days can't even take time to learn their own language. Electric complex. Oh wow. Okay, well, so that took a long time, but I needed to know that I wasn't just being racist. Okay, so she's she's Jewish. Yeah. So she occupies a very minor role in this movie, but... <laughs> but it was very important that she was Jewish for some reason. <laughs> I really didn't understand her character, like, and like as an audience. She doesn't feel like feel. a cop. Yeah. She's the only one who's helping them solve the case, though. She seems like a dork. She seems like she's, like, a reporter, maybe, kind of. Like, she's all, like, excited and, like, bushy-tailed. Have a huge crush on her. It's so weird. Why? <laughs> what, just, like, a white person comes into the scene and you're just like, oh, I'm into it. There's a plenty shwing, of white people. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. <laughs> but I, I like... You were just biting your lips in this weird, freaky, weird way. It's, it's gross. It's a face I make. <laughs> Is that what you do when you're into someone? It works every time. (laughs) Uh, She's tough, and she's smart, and I like her voice. I don't know. She was alright. Whatever. Like, I I didn't need her at all in this movie, but... This thing that she says about Electric Complex, do you know of any... It sounds made up. I hated that. Well, I think it's a reference to Electronachios. Like, from Daredevil. Uh, Electronachos. I love that. (laughs) That's what you got to do. You got to elect your nachos. Dude, you got to get out, out and vote. They should have made electro nachos at like Taco Bell. 
I'm sure they did. So well, I googled Electra comp- Complex, and it really seems like it is just the female version of Oedipus Complex. So that it's a real thing. I guess so, yeah. Who's Electra? I don't know. She doesn't hate cops. She just misses her daddy. That's what Morgan Stern says. Gross. So, uh, derives from the Greek myth- mythological character Electra, who plotted matricidal... Revenge it's the killing of a mattress. Orestes, <laughs> her brother, against Clymnestra, their mother, and Aegisthus, their stepfather. Oh my goodness, okay. I think we get it. So yeah, basically the okay. same thing. Oh, interesting, okay. I thought it might have been a reference to Electra because Frank Miller created that character, but I must have been wrong. Hmm. There, there are a few, like, comic book Easter eggs in here, like... Dolan says that Sans Serif gave that pedophile guy the hard goodbye, and that's the name of one of the most famous in City stories. Uh, there's also uh, a truck at the end that's called like Ditko's Moving Service, mm-hmm. reference to Steve Ditko, creator of Spider-Man. Mm. Um, so that's what I thought it was, but it seems like that's a real thing. Yeah, I hated that whole thing. You hated what whole thing? She just kept repeating that. There's that a lot she of repetition over over in this there movie. There is, yeah. Like every, like if you cut out all the unnecessary repeating of lines that wasn't funny and wasn't informative, I think this movie would have been like an hour and twenty minutes. Um, all right, well that's enough of that. <laughs> that's right? that's enough. She ba- she's her. barely in the movie. Yeah. Okay. So w- then we go. We went from Spirit to Dolan to Ellen to Morgan Stern. Then. Who should we go next? Silken Floss? Uh, yes, definitely. Oh, no, no, no. I think we should. No, no, no. Sorry. I meant um, Plaster. Sand. Oh, Sand. You're right. Sand should be next. Okay. So her name is Sand Serif. Shanley, thoughts on the name? I hate it. Your um, uh, graphic designer, did that bother you? So I get that Sand Serif is like what they're trying to go off of, and that's like a font. I don't get what that has to do. With anything about her, it's supposed to be like sans serif, like without without underlines. So, like uh, that's what it sounds like. What does that have to do with her? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is is sand serif something? Because that sounds almost like a Middle Eastern reference. And now we go to the sum of all human knowledge: oh, the Google. We must find this diamond sand serif. Is that a stretch? <laughs> no, I think that works. Shanley? It works. You guys suck. I think it works. I know, but you millennials with your phones, you a didn't even laugh at it. <laughs> Alright, well, um, I have to say, I hated her from the moment she came on the screen. Because she's pretending to swim in non-water? Yeah, it wasn't her fault, but like... It looks... <laughs> I told you my first three things that were all like saying what this movie reminded me of. Then my next note is, this underwater scene sucks. And that was her, and she's, like, pulling the two Treasure trunk chests. things. Yeah. And who was with her? Her husband. Her husband? Yeah, so who's, her the, her husband. who's the boyfriend from the first Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. We all know it. He's in a whole bunch of stuff. That guy's face is, like, super familiar. But I said, this underwater scene sucks. And I said, they clearly didn't shoot this underwater. <laughs> like it was so forced, and like she it's kept very like, dry, looking like startled and like shocked. They kept like recutting away and cutting back to her, like being shocked again. That, yeah, like the octopus was stealing the trunk from her mm. or whatever. 
Wow. I, I didn't go back into the IMDb trivia after this watching, but I, I think I recall that Eva Mendez doesn't know how to swim. So I don't know if that's why they shot it like this or if that was just a happy coincidence. But yeah, her hair is just blowing in the wind mm-hmm. and the water. It doesn't yeah, look wet it at looks all. Terrible. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's a little bit comparable to, though, um, Deagle being pulled by the fish in Return of the King. You know what I'm talking about? Smeagol's cousin Deagle, who goes fishing and is pulled by mm-hmm. a fish, and he's going in the water. I think it looks just as bad as that. I, it's been so long, I can't argue with that one way or the other. Gotcha. Yeah, it looks really bad, though. So from that point, you're like, I hate this character? Well, so she was working her way back into my favor, but not very well. Uh, she was interesting. I like a femme fatale. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't understand young Sand, but I did like her when she comes back into it older. I I thought some of her style was cool. I really liked her, like... I don't know if it was a hotel or if it was like uh, her place there. But yeah, I think it's like a hotel. She had suite. like super dope old school wallpaper. Yeah, it looked, it looked very like haunted mansion. It did. Um, yeah, she was staying I in the really haunted mansion. I really liked that. It was super cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. I liked that she was so like luxurious. You know. Yeah. Well, what do you call that vibe? She's very Catwoman esque. Just like tough and very confident like and bold. Fatale. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I was really digging some of her outfits. Like which ones? Um, hmm. I know we talked about the, the last one at the end. The last she was one was not great. It's the like, dress itself wasn't great, but I liked the cape aspect and the hood. Yeah. Really oh, like that. at that, the final showdown in the town square or whatever? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, feel I like did like her few. white outfit where she Xeroxed her butt. <laughs> When she was a sitter on a printer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm glad you brought that back up because w- we made a very obscure reference there. And I feel like we have to explain that. There's. Uh, what were you called a guy a pedophile or what? No, no. When I said she's a sitter on a printer, mm-hmm. it's a funny bit, but no one's going to get that. Just YouTube Derek Comedy, D A R R I C K. I use D E R R I C K. Okay, D E R R I C K. Uh, Bananas in Pajamas alternate theme song. It's a song that... Um, Childish Gambino. Yeah, Donald Glover, Donald Glover sang in like 2005. Just a really weird alternate take on the Bananas in Pajamas song. Give yeah. it a listen. And, and then laugh at my check joke. Out the Care Bear. The Care Bears one song. is a better one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so check those out. Alternate versions of Care Bears theme song. Alternate version of Bananas in Pajamas. And then laugh at my joke. She's a sitter on a printer. Because it's pretty funny. She Xeroxed her butt and go. I liked that outfit. I thought she was cool. Good. I feel like she uh, seemed cool. Did she kill that? She didn't kill the cop. Never mind. No, the octopus killed yeah. the kid. So I didn't understand that they were in the ocean. Yeah, it looks like a, like a marshland. I thought it was like, yeah, like a pond or something. Or even like a tar pit. It's very hard to mm-hmm. identify. Well, because... So there's... We're going out of order, I guess, but, like, this whole movie's out of order. Um, (laughs) She is escaping from Octopus with these chests that have treasure in it. And there's only one that she really wanted, but they have two of them. 
an octopus hurts her husband and takes one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Does he do it, or do his henchmen do it? I don't know, man. It's that that scene is probably the hardest one to understand. It's really dark. They're splashing around in what looks like to be motor oil. Yeah, it's really hard to tell what's going on but, in that scene. So that all happens, and she escapes to somewhere. I think she's like inside, so the water somehow connects to like an indoor place. But yeah. also, they cut to she cuts her it. standing in what looks like a pond, shooting. And like, or almost shooting a cop, and it was actually the bad guy, Samuel Jackson, octopus, shooting the cop from behind him. But he was also underwater, taking the chest from her. So it was very confusing what happened there. And then that scene got, cuts into like Samuel Jackson fighting the spirit in like a mud pit. Yeah. That is possibly poop. And uh, yeah. also it seems know. like it was at the same location, but it yeah. wasn't because the cops were there. So I don't know. It's, it's very it, confusing. There's no like establishing shot to get a good sense of what the area is. <clears throat> and there's is. just like a gray mist kind of yeah. everywhere. It's not very... If there aren't buildings around, it's just a gray like gradient. Of, or, or even pitch black. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that... I wasn't the only one who has, like, so many... Like, you were, like, talking, like, hey, do you want to talk about plot or characters? I don't think I understood this plot <laughs> yeah. well enough to speak on it. Yeah, it's it's not much going on in there. It's more of an experience than an actual story. Yeah. I, I think she's kind of cool, Sans Serif. I like her relationship with the spirit. I think they should just both be bad guys. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he's doing any good for anyone. <laughs> yeah. And I think that she's cool. And she, she needs, is cool. She likes to kill her husband. He can't die. It's yeah. like made for each other. It's yeah. the way it's meant to be. There are two things that she does that I really like. One is when she looks at the copy of her own butt and is like... <laughs> and she's like, that's the perfect butt. <laughs> right? Like, I like that. That's really cool. I also really like the scene where she's playing poker with like a bunch of low lifes and she wins the entire pot she reaches in and she grabs like a beautiful diamond bracelet and she's like i'm keeping this for a souvenir but then the rest of it goes to whoever brings gets me in touch with the octopus that was stupid i liked that part where she takes i like that she loves diamonds it's a play on i, I love don't mind gold. that she took that i feel like she should have just said like i'm gonna kill all you guys if you don't find the octopus. It doesn't seem like he's that hard to reach, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> the octopus. Like, yeah. I feel like she did she could have just tried a little bit. Yeah. She, yeah. Hey, can someone tell the octopus that I have this stuff he wants? She like you'd be, oh hey, cool. I, I do get a sense with her that the spirit has met his match with her. Because mm. she's as much of a player as he is. I kinda like that dynamic. It's kinda cool. Shanley, does she make her way into your hierarchy of tough women that we've seen in, in in the weekly watch wheel? No. No? Um, no. So you got Annabelle and then Princess Zarina and Sam Serif doesn't make the cut, huh? No, I, I feel like just all the characters in this movie, I know we've touched on this, but like, they just, they don't seem like real people. Like, okay. they don't, I don't trust their motivations. I, I don't. <laughs> That's messed up. When when you make a movie like this, 
and your characters seem less real than Princess Zarina, <laughs> which I agree with. But it's like, damn, like you guys, you guys messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Character development was not a priority in this film. <laughs> My opinion is that the characters in this movie are more believable than Princess Zarina, but that you like Princess Zarina no, more. Princess Zarina is a real person. Like, <laughs> her, she's an alien. These yeah. aliens don't exist. But there's a person who is like that. Like, there are people that are her, for sure. Carry me? Yeah, just like <laughs> carry me and like making fun of the guy and being like, oh, like have this guy washed and send him up to my room. Like her whole vibe was like, oh yeah, that's a person. Hmm. I'm glad you get it. Yeah, because I I can't figure out like where her depth is that like Sans Serif doesn't have it, but I feel it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So one thing I um, want to know is like. Why was she hating cops? Who was the cop in the beginning? So the, yeah, it's not very, it's, like, it's not very good. Uh, I'll explain what it is, but my explanation of it is just an is just an explanation of the plot, not a defense of it. The story is Denny was being raised by his uncle, who was a former boxer and now uh, alcoholic. Sand Serif's dad was a cop. There was a kerfuffle between Uncle Pete and Officer Seraf. Okay. And Officer Seraf. Yeah, thank you, Officer Seraf. Mm-hmm. And somebody else I butted in. I shot Officer Seraf, but I didn't shoot the Danny. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thanks. And somebody else butted into the conversation. Who Danny calls that Guido, which. Pretty problematic, I think. Uh, and, I mean, and shoots shoots her dad. And then her response to that is, I hate cops. And I guess with the whole Electra Complex, what it's saying is that the psychology of that is she hates cops because if her dad wasn't a cop, then he wouldn't have been in the line of danger. He wouldn't have been shot and she wouldn't have lost him. But it doesn't really work, right? I think it would have worked better if her her guardian was shot by Denny's dad, who was a cop. And then she'd be like, I hate cops because cops killed my dad. Mm -hmm. Not, I hate cops because my dad was a cop and he died. Yeah, that that would have made a lot more sense. And it would have made more sense why, like, Denny still became a cop. Became a cop, yeah. What I hate about that scene is how her dad and his uncle just died. And Denny's, like, just yelling at her about not taking their... (laughs) high school relationship seriously yeah. oh well then i guess we're nothing then why like, didn't yeah, we just are... leave the town with her <laughs> i mean because it's his mother and he loves it sure it's his lover he loves his mother <laughs> mother boy spirit <laughs> mother is real and boy <laughs> yeah spirit's a real mother boy that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i like that Alright. Yeah, well, so that's the connection. It's not a good one. That's dumb. The, it is dumb. Yeah. Um, I guess my last thing about Sand is... Um, huh. Alright. I thought there was a line from her that I liked, and I'm not seeing it in my notes, and I'm not seeing it on the IMDB quotes. Quote page. But there is one where... Um, so one thing I have is that the spirit is talking to her in her room, mm-hmm. and he says something where he's basically like letting her know who he is that he's Denny and confirming that he like knows it's her or whatever 
Okay. And he says something about that, like, he's like, are you still that little girl? Oh, or something yeah, like that. it's creepy. Uh, it's very creepy. It felt a lot yeah. like um, the girl's dad in It. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. Beverly, yeah. yeah, it was it was real creepy. It was creepy. I did yeah. not like that. I mean, this movie really embraced the like gross old manness, gross sexism, and yeah, like, it was it was real nasty with it. And then I'm seeing a line in here that I don't remember, but the spirit says there probably isn't a law in the books that you wouldn't break. And Sam says, "Tell me, do I look like a good girl?" And because of the other line that I had in my notes, I'm, like, reading that also as, like, ew. Icky, yeah. I think that's that's more to say about a gross spirit, though, than a... Or a gross Frank Miller. Yeah, Um, Frank... Especially in his old age, he's become more problematic. Yeah, he might be a talented artist and a creepy dude. Um, Yeah, yeah, he is. That's exactly what he is. And he's gotten worse over time. (laughs) I mean, I think his most recent comic book that was, like, really mainstream was called... Batman the Master Race. <laughs> so he's also I did not super... see that coming. Get it? The Master Race. I did Nazi. not see that coming. Nazi. He's he's super obsessed with Nazi imagery. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. There's Nazism in We'll um, get to it in a second. You can say it. Well no, I, I just want to bring up that in in all of his like most famous publications, there's Nazi imagery. Hmm. Um, Miho, well, maybe, maybe he's a racist. Like. Maybe Miho in um, Sin City has like a, a throwing star that's shaped like a swastika, and I know that a swastika f- facing one way is like Buddhist imagery, and then if it's facing another direction, it's like Nazi imagery. And I don't know which one she has, but then there's also um, a character in The Dark Knight Returns who's, like, the leader of a gang, and she wears swastikas over her nipples. She, like, wears, like, no shirt but swastikas over her nipples in The Dark Knight Returns. I think her name is, like, Butch or something like that. She's, like, this militant gang leader, and she wears swastikas over her nipples. And, again, same thing. I don't know if if it's the Buddhism swastika or if it's the... Nazi swastika, but in this movie it's just Nazism. <laughs> There's a massive uh, picture of Hitler. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that when I guess when we're talking more about the octopus. But yeah, the Frank, Frank about, Miller is really he's a strange old man. He's well, getting weirder over time. The last thing about Sam that I really liked was the very impressive transition from young sand into adult sand. Oh yeah, there's like that morph effect. Mm-hmm. It's and really it was good. Super impressive, like seamless. It was very cool. Especially cuz I didn't think that the the actor who played the young sand serif mm-hmm. really looked like her, but then when they did the morph, I was like, "Oh, okay. Guess the she does." Sand morph. It was a pretty impressive effect. <laughs> Is that a play on anamorph? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> what were you saying, Shelly? I was just I I was pretty impressed by that effect. I feel like usually that looks like ooh, cheesy. Like in the Backstreet Boys music video. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, does the does the uh, actor who plays young Eva Mendes in Ghost Rider look more like her than this? Oh, I have one more thing, but we'll get to it. I think this girl looked more like her. Really? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I don't. I, I think that the other girl looked more like her. Okay, um, continue. All right, well, so anyways, speaking of problematic things... Yeah. I did really like when 
the spirit finds that sand xeroxed her butt after making that guy kill himself yeah he like sneaks the xerox into his cloak mm-hmm. which was creepy and then he's walking around town to like all the fancy hotels showing the butt <laughs> the butt xerox to people being like do you know this butt <laughs> And they were all like, no, sorry. Like, taking that seriously. <laughs> a guy in a mask and a red tie showing you a Xerox of a butt saying, have you seen this? And everyone's saying no. And then he finds, like, a little person bellhop. Yeah. And that guy's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that butt. Is that a joke on because he's short? I thought so. I was like, is it because he, he's a perv or is it because he's low? I think it's meaning, like, this is all he could like see because he's short. Level. That's his <laughs> That's stupid. Up. That is problematic. Uh, yeah, so, but, I mean, that happened. And so it, I just needed to point out that that exists in this movie. So what I will divulge, I think it's funny, the idea of him showing people butt. And saying, like, do you know this butt? But that's what I'm saying is, I don't think this movie is trying to be funny. It is definitely trying to be oddly funny. It's weird, man. It's kind this of absurdist humor. It didn't pick a lane at all. They didn't pick a lane. I agree with that. But it is, there is intentional comedy and slapstick in it. Any final thoughts on Sans Serif, Shanley? Mm. No. Okay, let's move on to another gal. Should we go to Plaster, or should we skip over Plaster because she's barely in the movie and go straight to Silk and Floss? Um, well, I actually want to not do that. You just want to jump straight to Octopus? I want to know. Octopus is last, but I think that there's... I mean, we can talk about Plaster if we need to. I don't I don't know. She's Abonia from Wild Wild yeah. West. That's there's all not she much is. that needs to be and said about stab- that. But she almost kills him. She's the only, she's the character in the movie that's the closest to killing spirit. So that that says something. But who cares? She's the girl from and Spanglish. Only because the octopus, she's in love with Adam Sandler in Spanglish. Only because the octopus had her holding knives instead of himself. Like he could have easily just cut up the spirit. Mm. I don't know. Um, I think that she has a level of vendetta against the spirit that the which octopus was confusing. doesn't. Like, I think they banged in the past, and maybe yeah. he never called her again. When did he meet her? Does she live in that city? <laughs> I don't know, but she's from Paris. Yeah, she says that. Shanley, what did you think about her? You're French. I did not care for her. Did you understand anything she said? No. I don't think she's actually French. I think she's a Latina. Um, well, I'm also really bad with French, but I feel like... I'm way better um, reading French, hmm. but there's so many different spellings that sound the same, so I get lost hearing French very quickly. Interesting. Yeah. She doesn't matter, does she? Also, yeah, she was such a <laughs> kind of throwaway character. As, as, a, as a non-French person myself, full disclosure, I'm not French, asking a French person, is Plaster a traditional French female name? don't believe so. Is Plaster a traditional French any name? No. Hmm. Yeah, she doesn't really do anything. I do like the the little poem that she says after she's effectively killed him. She says, like, I'm Plaster from... I don't know the city, she says. Montmartre, I think. Something like it that. Is, uh, yeah. It's like Montmartre. And then I'll stick with M A R T R E. And I'll stick with my man till death do us part. I like that. That was pretty cool. As she skips away because she's just murdered the spirit. I liked that bit. It was stupid. 
Shanley, do you like that? I, it felt very, like, theatrical. Mm-hmm. In a bad way? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't really do anything. So we can move on from Abonia, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Plaster. Silk and Floss, or... No. So next, I think, should be the henchman. Oh, yeah! Okay, well... The, the original ones are um, Ethos... Pathos and Pathos Logos. and Logos, yeah. Yeah. And it's played by Rob Schneider's best friend in The Animal. Okay. Also the cop from one of New York City's finest taxi service cops from Usual Suspects. He's also Turtle's cousin in Entourage. Is he? Yep. Really? He's uh, the one who tells them that they need to go buy a Sandy Koufax jersey because he's going to die. And then he bails, and then turns out Sandy Koufax's dog died, and that's why he was, like, not going to racquetball or whatever. <laughs> that's really confusing. I, I've never seen that episode. It, do, he, it doesn't matter. It but doesn't he's matter. In, he's in that. And, okay, uh, let, yeah, let's talk about him. Do we... I hated these dudes. Did you really? I hated their design. You hated that like we was actor. watching? I didn't find him funny. And he's, like, just unpleasant to look at and they didn't do anything with it it's the laziest character design in the movie and like it feels like one of those things kind of like the rorschach mask where like in the graphic novel it like changes all the time Mm -hmm. and it's not clear if that's like a real thing that's happening all the time okay if it's just like a you know fun like illustration detail I feel like in whatever comics, like, the shirts maybe kept changing or something. I could see there being, like, a reference that they're making by having all these dudes. Everyone else in this is really, like, interesting designs and kind of... Really elaborate costumes. Yeah, elaborate costumes. And then these dudes are just wearing black t-shirts and jeans and, like, white sneakers. Mm-hmm. And all of their shirts say a different thing in white letters. That usually ends in the letters OS. Yes. And it's like, it seems like it's supposed to be, there's a couple times where it's kind of like commentary, like what their shirts say. Yeah. But I hated them. Like, I did not like their presence at all. Okay. You don't think it's at all funny that over time the names get more ridiculous? At I mean, one point, there's huevos rancheros. Yeah, so I saw huevos first. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a part where, like, this um, the spirit looks down into a sewer, and one of them, like, walks by, and he says huevos. Uh-huh. And then, like, 20 minutes later, huevos and rancheros are standing <laughs> next to each other. And it's kind of funny, especially because, like, huevos, like, the whole movie... Octopus keeps talking about eggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll well, get, we have we'll to explain that. it because we're talking about that guy. Okay. But it's like, okay, so it's like a callback to that, and then Huevos Rancheros happens later. And it's like, I if I didn't hate that they kept doing that anyways, it would have been kind of funny. But I just didn't like it because it was so jarring with, like, no explanation, you know? And it's like a weird, like, cheap kind of humor hmm. that, like, didn't mesh well with like the like the whole time I'm trying to figure out this world that's being introduced to me. Yes. And these guys were like what the fuck is happening? Like I don't get what they are. I understand that they're like little clones 
that are being created to be henchmen. Disposable henchmen, yeah. But, like, they also get all these silly t-shirts that, like, Uh, it starts off, like, Ethos, Pathos, and Logos is, like, okay, like, they are, do they have different personalities that, like, match those things? Mm. And I couldn't really tell because it was maybe not great acting. What what are those are like the Aristotelian unities, right? It's like the three parts of yeah, like yeah. the personality or whatever. Okay, but yeah, then they just kept adding more and more. <laughs> Should we like have her go to bed? The weekly watch wheel Yahtzee. Shanley. Are we still talking about the henchmen? Yeah. We're on the henchmen, then we're going to have Silken Floss, and then we're on Octopus. So I feel like they're... Okay. She's just jumping right in. <laughs> Way um, to go. I feel like I made this like reference another time on the podcast, but um, the henchmen reminded me of the hand things from... Spy um, Kids? Yes. The Thumb Thumbs? Yeah. I totally get that. I feel like I, yeah, I can't explain it, but I see it. I, I know I do get that, especially because they make the one that's just attached to a foot. Oh, that might be and too. He's hopping around. Yeah. Okay. I I thought it was funny that the last ones that they make are adios amigos. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Well, so that's what I was saying. Like that felt very like Looney Tunes. You know, it was like annoying. Because I'm trying to take this movie seriously, and they do stuff like that. Like, Huevos Rancheros is, like, kind of funny, but weird. And then Adios Amigos at the end of the movie, and it's like, dude, like, it, that felt like a, that's all, folks. Like, yeah. And I was like, I don't, I'm, I hate this. Like, you, you guys aren't good enough at making this movie to, like, sneak in jokes, you know? Like, maybe spend a little less time trying to be cute and clever with your stupid jokes. And a little more time making a good movie. Hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. And I, I totally resonate with what you were saying, that it doesn't really match the rest of the tone of the movie. I think it matches if you bear in mind that this is Samuel L. Jackson's The Octopus character creating them. Because he's so weird yes, that I think it kind of works. I feel like, it like he put so much effort. We'll get to it. But they don't match the rest of the effort that I feel like his character puts into things. I would have respected it more if, like, they had kind of cool henchman outfits. And, like, on the back of their jackets it said, like, you know, like their name. But it was, like, something that occasionally was commentary or was funny. So what I was going to just try to piggyback on is if I'm tracking with you, you're saying because everything that the octopus does is so like theatrical and flamboyant. Why doesn't he also dress up his henchmen in something it's that, that matches in that? addition to that? Like the three of the things that bothered me the most about this movie are their outfits, which feel very lazy, the diet Coke advertisement and the <laughs> okay. Nokia advertisement uh-huh. because it's not like they're constantly making like worlds collide with like, is it the 1920s or is it 2008? Like, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like it's mostly like the 1940s or the 1920s or whatever. Yeah. And then occasionally it's like, oh, this guy's just like a dude outside of a 7-Eleven, basically. And gotcha. here's a modern soda can. It's just like, dude, like... It's just too this inconsistent. Is, this sucks. Yeah. Okay. I get that. So it's the language of the film and 
I don't think it can be argued that it's just the character that created the henchman made mm. them like that. It doesn't fit for me. Well, there's one thing that the henchmen say that has stuck with me so much that I actually use it in my everyday dialogue whenever I get the opportunity. And I genuinely think it's smart and funny. And it's when he says, we couldn't find her. We looked everywhere. And then the other one interjects with, except for where she was. And then the other one says, yeah, we should have looked there. <laughs> that, that is very funny. And yeah. so whenever somebody uses that phrase that we looked everywhere, I have to chime in with, except for where it was or except for it. <laughs> Cause that's good. That's really good. It's kind of funny. It's pretty, it just made you laugh. What's I'm laughing the- at you saying it because it sounds like something you would say. <laughs> And it sounds really rude without knowing <laughs> it's, that it's a movie rude. quote. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those things that's funnier as a reference. Yeah, I'm than wondering it. how many people you've offended. And, and I'm like, always well, no, I, you remember the spirit from 2008? <laughs> no, no one remembers. It. <laughs> uh, what, what's the weird thing that he keeps saying about the uh, henchman that's attached to a foot? Plain weird. Is that what it is? No, that's not it. It's something edgier than that don't you think that's plain damn weird plain damn weird <laughs> oh wow it's Ugh, then it smiles just plain damn weird okay plain damn weird that's a funny bit but i think that's probably more to the credit of the octopus than to the henchman so we can move on from the henchman does anybody want to chime in about silken floss What does that whistle mean? What? What does that whistle mean? I don't know. Oh. This is uh, the role that Scarlett Johansson plays that I have, like, the biggest crush on, Silk and Floss. Which, which one in particular? Like, what outfit, you mean? Yep. Um, I so, think at the end of the movie, in, like, the, the final showdown in the square where she has, like, those, like, eyelash extensions... I didn't even notice that. Do you want to get in on this conversation? Sean? I didn't know that her character had eyes. <laughs> yes, she she does too, in fact. That's crazy. The She's, whole time? Yeah. Shanley looks like she has some thoughts. I'm actually impressed that you noticed her eyelashes. I, I do like them. They're very dramatic and like feathered out towards Feathery, the yeah. um, otter eye. Mm-hmm. Kind of peacock feathers. Mm-hmm. I like them. I will say though, I did not even notice there. Whatever scene where she is like bent over a desk, all I could look at was her boobs. That was the one I was just looking at, and that was what I whistled about. Uh, It's the scene. So it's the plain damn weird episode. There's a lot of different uh, like wardrobe changes with her and her boss, the octopus. Her boss, octopus. They're they're like in a (laughs) lab. They're in like a science lab, and she doesn't look very scientific, but. She's got her hair pulled back, and it's curly and, like, pulled tight, and it looks pretty cool. She's got, like, a black jacket on, and then she just has boobs all asunder. <laughs> asunder? <laughs> they're, okay. They're all over the place. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, damn. That's crazy. <laughs> White people look Scarlett crazy. Scarlett Johansson. Did we say that it was Scarlett Johansson? It's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it's uh it is. She's got those cat eye glasses. I hated her when she first shows up. So like the first scene with her, she's like doing a voice. Like she kind of sounds like, "Yeah, he's like a wise guy." Like kind of like doing a weird old-timey 
Really? Accent. I didn't notice that. It's only in the first scene, and then the rest of the movie, she doesn't talk like that. Huh. And so I didn't mind her after, but because that happened in the beginning, I, again, it was like a bad first impression Okay. that this movie did repeatedly, where I'm like, oh, no, I don't like you. And then it's like hard to shake that. Hmm. There's lingering resentment from her weird first appearance. Gotcha. And this is what, like a year before she plays Black Widow? 2008, so it's the same year, right? Or no, it's it's before, you're right. Yeah. I think she is probably my favorite female character in the movie. And I don't know how much of that is due to her not being it's like... It's Slim Pickens, isn't it? <laughs> into the spirit. Because I feel like if any of the girls are like, oh, super into the spirit. I'm like, I don't get why, and That's so why I already quit don't the trust squad. you. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's, yeah. You're not into the spirit, huh? Nope, that's why I feel as a cheerleader. I thought you were a great great. cheerleader. Thanks, guys. I mean, not really in, like, any measurable way, but, you know, you gave him hell. (laughs) Yeah. And so she was your favorite. That was supposed to be a joke, and then you guys just let it linger there. (laughs) Sorry. So she was your favorite out of the ladies in the movie, but if you take out all of those ladies in the movie, would you still like her? Um... Like, if she existed in a movie with other normal females? No, I think it's really, really? it's the cheerleader effect where it's like everyone looks so bad that she looks good in comparison. I get um, what you mean. That's not exactly what the cheerleader effect I know, is. I know. Um, okay. But I don't know. I, I don't think I would actually like her removed from this, but um, she was my favorite. I think. I did kind of like when she's like insulting the henchmen. I think she had like kind of like they're not very creative, but she like calls one of them like, "Oh, you fart," <laughs> or toe cheese. Toe cheese. And just like for whatever reason, I was like, I like it. I like her style. Yeah, she's got kind of a penny vibe, like from Inspector Gadget, where she's like the actual brains of the operation between her and the octopus. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And she's she's smart, and she says at one point that she's just really working for the octopus to pay her way through her PhD. Um, and then at the end of the movie, she is the last villain standing, because she's a villain, and she wants to rebuild the octopus because she's found one of his fingers it's kind of cool that creeped me out that she was holding a finger no it's the way that it like wiggled it didn't look like a finger like with joints it looked like a little like wiggly finger worm and she like picks it up and is like well like rebuild from scratch or whatever and then she sticks it in her brassiere Oh, I didn't notice that. And it's like ew you got that like wormy finger (laughs) just like wriggling around your boobie uh, I didn't like that. Hmm. She was good, though. Like, Scarlett Johansson, I think, did a good job in this movie. She's fun. And I like how... She looked real smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of her not being as flamboyant as the octopus, but her going along with it. Like, she dresses up the way that he dresses up. But she cooperates in a way that is like clear that she's like this is not her thing but she's like participating in it yeah i think that that's pretty fun yeah and i like the idea of her kind of being like a henchman but not being like just stupid yeah like i don't I get why like she went along with it but honestly she felt like a 
um, Pepper Potts. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. You know? Like, or she's actually right. She's things. very capable and maybe even more capable more in capable. some ways than him. <laughs> more capable, certainly, yeah. And it's just like, okay, like, you know, there's some overlap, but they're just, they have different strengths. And yeah. neither one of them is like, you know, I mean, sure, one of them is immortal and one of them isn't, or one of them's Iron Man and one of them isn't. But like, you know, there's no hierarchy. It's like they're equal, but, you know, totally not, but kind of. Well, I, I don't want to get too much into the octopus, but they're, they're, I mean, they're kind of inseparable, but there's that great scene where he says, then I become a god. And she says, or the next best thing. And he says, I become a god. <laughs> and, and, and I like that she's like, that's not technically accurate. And she has to kind of speak up and say it. Mm-hmm. And that she's not afraid to do that. I, I thought she's a very fun character. She was. So I was trying to figure out what I think is her most attractive role. And Scarlett Johansson's? Yes. It's probably Black Widow. But In Iron Man 2? I think actually in um, The Winter Soldier. You're crazy. She has the worst hair in that movie. It's when she's blonde. She's not blonde in The Winter Soldier, you fool. She's blonde in Infinity War. Is she blonde? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she blonde when they're like making out on the escalator? No. Okay, well, either way. She's wearing she's a hood. Out, when she's wearing a hat or a hood on the escalator. Dynamite. Okay. But either way, her most attractive role is actually, and this is going to be weird. I'm Home ready to three. deal with it. No, what? Hey, no. Uh, Ka in the Jungle Book. When she's doing. And trust in me. When she's doing the sexy snake voice, like, I am into it. Shanley, this is your husband. Over not, here. I'm not into the snake. I'm into the voice, dude. She is killing it with that. I'm like, oh man, I'm hypnotized. I can't remember that movie well enough, but you know what? I'll take your word for it. It's mm. good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> we let you kind of wander too far down that path on your own. We should have reeled you in, I think. I'm going to take a break. Watch so, this sneak video. I will say that I think that Silken Floss is her most attractive role. Shanley, do you have any thoughts on this? You don't have to answer this question if it's a weird question to ask you. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a weird question. I just don't think I'm capable of really hmm. cataloging mentally right now all of her roles to come up with a the best answer. My favorite role of hers is in Jojo Rabbit. She's amazing in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a massive crush on Silk and Floss. I feel like her, a lot of her roles kind of are very similar. And so Jojo Rabbit feels the most different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's good in the prestige. Think so, huh? I like the outfit. Mm. What? I love that movie. <laughs> I, I love the prestige. I we all saw it together, her. right? On Halloween, like two thousand six. Uh, all Halloween. I believe it. <laughs> that's not what we called it. We should have though. That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I failed my dri- my first attempt at a driver's license test that day, and went to the movies with y'all to see the prestige. I think both of you were there. I know Ariel was. It's very likely. Hmm. I can't remember. I was supposed to be playing on the worship team that day. I got a, several phone calls when I left the theater. 
That's cool. Yeah. It was like the worst day ever. I failed my driver's test and then I let a bunch of people down. Like as a teenager, as a 16-year-old, I was like, oh, my life's over. But you found your love for Christopher Nolan. I did. Thanks, man. Thanks for that That's reminder. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else to talk about Silk and Floss? I thought she was cool. I, I really liked her in the Japanese scene. I really liked her playing with the umbrella. Oh, yeah. So she was kind of having fun, goofing off in the background. Yeah, she has kind of like a, it's, it's got like, like a, a spiral on yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a penguin umbrella. It's, <laughs> it's like, like a, a penguin <laughs> umbrella. Yeah. Also, is, is somebody like about to she, be killed? And then so she pull, puts up an umbrella so that way the blood doesn't splatter on yeah, her. So they give a little like suicide sword oh, to one of the henchmen and he right. has to like cut his stomach across. And she tells him like specifically how to do it. And he's like weirdly smiling and like slowly pulling. Like, it. Am I doing this right? <laughs> she says, looks good to me. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. Are they immortal? No. Like, why is he like talking while killing himself? I think they're durable mm. because the other because I think it's like Pathos survives or when he gets run over by the truck. Calf? <laughs> Thanks. All right, let's go. Let's just get this thing on the road. Let's go to the. We the big all want to talk about the octopus. Shanley, why don't you do us the honors? You woke up for this. I did. <laughs> I I just want to talk about what is his deal with eggs. <laughs> I do not know, but I, it's so funny. I don't. I'm so confused. Like so much of this movie, where I'm like, I, I see it, I hear it, I know there's a thing here, and I don't understand the connection. Halfway through the movie, before the like the great egg line that comes there, up, there's a number one egg line. Yeah, but for before sure. Before that, when you just kept talking about eggs all the time, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna rewatch this tomorrow. And just write down all the, all the egg, egg lines. lines. Yeah. And then the movie kept going, and I was like, no, I'm not. That's like counting yep. skulls in, yeah, I was like, in I the am, Phantom. It's not even just that. It's also that I'm not ready to watch this movie again. I was like, if Shanley's still awake, I'm not watching this movie tomorrow. Oh, okay. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I can't. There's no way I'm going to sit through an hour and 45 minutes of this while pausing frequently to write down egg lines <laughs> so that's gonna be three hours of this in no way but yeah it was there was a lot and it was weird so does he hate eggs or does he love eggs he hates eggs i don't know man let's go to the notes he one of the first lines he says is there's nothing i love more than kicking your butt all night long except for maybe eggs <laughs> and then he hits them oh and then he says i had you beat like eggs <laughs> He did say that, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't write down either of those, but I wrote down that he said, I'm going to kill you all kinds of dead. And That's then he says, or then I said, what's with all the egg shit? <laughs> <laughs> no egg on my face. Not a glob. Not a glob. Does anybody else have any egg references before, before the number one egg line? It's actually after... When he has, like, he gets shot in the head, and then he, like, shakes the bullets out of the wound. Oh, and yeah. And he calls them runny eggs. That's true. I, Morgan Stern shoots him in the head several times, right? Yeah, there's, like, six bullet wounds right on... In, a, like, a circle on yeah. his forehead, yeah. Runny eggs. Any other ones beside the greatest one? Nope. 
Go for it. Who's going to do the honors for the greatest one? I didn't write it down because I knew oh. that one of you did. I can do it. Shanley, do you yeah, have it? No, go Jimmy. Okay, Best so, line of the movie. So Silken Floss says, We knew there had to be a better way of keeping someone alive other than cutting them up like some free-range chicken. And the octopus says, Ugh, free-range chickens with their big, brown, ugly-ass eggs. They piss me off. <laughs> piss me off. Every time I think about those big, brown eggs, they piss me off. <laughs> it's so weird. That's the best line of the whole movie. It was so weird because it's so serious when that happened. <laughs> I don't know what his issue is with <laughs> eggs. He says he loves eggs. I mean, he's clearly obsessed with them. He works them into everything. Yeah. There's not even a correlation between octopus and eggs. So I don't know. Which came first? The octopus. Yeah, that's it. it. That's very good, Shanley. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> You got it. Hey, you got it. <laughs> and then, as Jimmy brought up earlier, he names two of the henchmen, Huevos and Rancheros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're, they're, so it, that's extra funny because of his weird obsession with eggs. Yeah. But there, there's also the one where he does this big monologue about the endurance of humanity. And he says something like, along the lines of, until we all die like eggs. There's that <laughs> one, too. And that, that one's one of my favorites, but the, they piss me off. Whenever I think about those big brown eggs, they piss me off. <laughs> That's the best one. He's so good in this movie. Um, yeah, he's very weird. <laughs> he is definitely, without a doubt... The highlight, yeah. In the top three reasons that I would re-watch this movie. Hell yeah. Yep. He's having so much fun in this role. Do you guys know the other two reasons? Scarlett Johansson's left and right? (laughs) Is that where you're going with this? So, besides his obsession with eggs, I loved the (laughs) octopus's style. Yes. Can we take turns talking about a style? Yes. Like, I'm fine with free range in it. Like a chicken? Yep. Or his big, ugly, big, brown, ugly-ass eggs. Before we do that, can you pull up his weird Nazi monologue and pull up the thing where he finishes on, like, eggs? Because it's very funny how dramatically he drops his face. (laughs) I need to know what that one is. Say goodbye to your Nazi eggs. (laughs) That's really good. Arrivederci. Oh, no. Auf Wiedersehen. So that our names will be remembered. I love this. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Come <laughs> <laughs> my good friend. How are you? What can I do for you? Sans Serif? Yeah, I know she is. And from whom would that be? Sans Serif. Oh, yes, I know her. <laughs> Well, you should have known better than to play cards with her. And what would her message be? The projects? The projects. Out off that old main drag. Oh, hell yeah, I know it. <laughs> Tomorrow night then. Let's say, um... After, after dinner. dinner. <laughs> That's not a time. It's so good. Where was I? Death. Death. Yes. <laughs> 
lives, twisting this way and that. Music and ambition, making up God's afterlives, all to keep our eyes off that immovable, impassable diamond hard retaining wall that is death, realizing it will splatter our brains. Splatter our brains like eggs. I love it. Shanley, you love his style. Yes. I feel like so every time we see him, he's in a different outfit. And but not like, just an outfit. <laughs> no, he commits. Yeah, I mean it is fitting for the scene every time. He's in a different genre every time. The first time we see him really is like the poop fight yeah so it's i don't understand how we end up there but him the octopus and the spirit are fighting each other in like a mud pit or a bog or a swamp Mm -hmm. or like a just a bunch of raw sewage or something it's brown and it's a clumpy liquid and in the midst of their fight where he's talking about like that there's they have so much in common and they're going to be doing this forever. He picks up a toilet, <laughs> like a full-on toilet, and smashes it on the back of the spirit's head. And he says, "Come on, toilets are always funny." <laughs> and I was like, "What is going on right now? Are they fighting in poop?" Doesn't and matter. In that scene, he is. I didn't write it down, but I thought. He looks like N-Word Jim. Uh, For, uh, from Huck Finn? Yeah, he's got like a big like southern like straw hat kind of thing on. It's yeah. like a wide-brimmed hat that's like folded up. And he's okay. got kind of like drapey. It's not, but it's reminiscent to me at least of like 1800s like farm clothes or huh. slave clothes. Really? That's what I thought, yeah. I thought it was like a combination between like... A fisherman's rubbers and, like, a miner's costume. I mean, those seem like, if you add those together, it equals a slave outfit. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. <laughs> I got kind of what Jimmy's butt. Really? Yeah, oh, it did. Okay. to me, it felt very, like, slavery-esque. Yeah, that's the first outfit he wears, and, and he's tied to it, because even though his hat is ruined, he picks it up and then puts it right back on his head. It's very gross. That whole scene was weird, and I was not following it's very yeah we well, we've touched on but, that it's yeah, hard to he's follow. fully committed to that look and i didn't and that's what i'm saying like i didn't know it was like a look at first until we see that he's always going in a different direction <laughs> yes anyone yeah. else want to grab one well i do want you should to go japanese obviously i should yeah because i've married into a japanese family you say my Japanese children, stuff out of context to people who don't speak japanese all the time and you make sushi so I've married into a Japanese family. My children are Japanese and Okinawan. So Jimmy is assigning me this. I do want to bring up, though, the only thing that's consistent throughout all of his looks. Did you guys catch it? He's black. <laughs> that's not the, what um, Like teardrops? Yeah. There, there's four on each side. Yeah, I think it's eight. a reference to yeah him being the octopus. It's the only thing that ever, yeah. other than he says, I'm the octopus, I always have eight of everything. Only that's not true, because we've never seen that in the yeah, entire he, movie. he didn't have eight of anything, <laughs> anything so except far. For, so he wears this eyeliner that has like eight teardrops in total, four on each eye, 
And I guess they're supposed to be like references yeah, like to tentacles. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but then one of them is when he gets the chest, uh, the treasure chest, and he opens it up in his lair. He's like in this sort of dojo look. It's It's got like these shoji screens. He's got like these big mutton chops and his hair's tied up like a samurai and he's wearing like a kimono and and so silken floss. This is a very fun one. And then he has this like ceremonial opening of the chest and then it glows, which I have to assume is a reference Pulp to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's very funny. Like he says like, well, y- yes, but also because it does later on in the film, too. Yeah, yeah, but I... Because that's, that's the armor of who? Heracles. Heracles. I like how he says, kind of creepy how it glows like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he opens it up hoping, hoping that it's the blood of... Oh, no, 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 it's the armor of Jason. Okay. The Argonaut. He's hoping it's a vase with the blood of Heracles that he's mm-hmm. going to drink, which really upsets me. It's disgusting. But he's disappointed because that's not in the chest. And so he just starts dissembling his outfit, including peeling off the mutton chops off of his face. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. Yeah, I dig that. Shanley, you want to take another one of his outfits? Um, Can I prompt you for one because I'm (laughs) selfish? Sure, go ahead. Because she was born in Germany? No, I'm I'm actually saving that one. (laughs) Okay. But I wanted to... um, I thought you would also be drawn to this. I think it's his final outfit when he comes out in that like super big fluffy fur, fur coat. coat. Mm-hmm. Were you into that? Um, not his exact outfit, but I like the essence of it, the spirit, if you will. Oh, the spirit! That's I what this movie's called. It. it was like a so it was like a furry coat that had like um, stripes on it, and I think my favorite part is. His eyebrows, he, like, matches his eyebrows to his outfits. I didn't notice that. So in that scene, his, like, the jacket has the fur with the stripes. His hat has the fur with the stripes. And then his eyebrows actually have, like, black (laughs) and white stripes to match. (laughs) I was like, dig it. Is his hair white in that one? Um, It's hard to tell because it's covered. I think so. It felt kind of like the collector's. Tavon Tenelier. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. It's covered? Is he wearing a hat in, in the yeah. end, too? Yeah. He's wearing a fur hat. Oh, it's kind of like a Russian, like. Oh, that's thing. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was dope. Love it. Yeah. I love this thing where he's just so odd and petty that, like, before he goes to a thing, he's going <laughs> to yeah. set up a whole outfit uh-huh. and, and, and like, so- a theme and, like, get. Yeah, it's so can floss to go along. Yeah. It's very funny. It's strange, and it there's no explanation whatsoever for his obsession with eggs and these weird outfits. Even though he's chosen a particular genre and sticking with it, there's no understanding for like the correlation it has with the situation. Do you want but to talk about so the funny. scientist? Scientist outfit? Yeah. Oh. Um. No, why don't, you, why don't you do it, Jimmy? You you wanted to be a mad scientist when you grew up. Okay, I love that it's pretty downplayed, mm-hmm. and I wonder if this one is more modest because this is like who he actually is. He's actually a scientist because he yeah. is like a scientist. That's what he does. So it's not as theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he does have one of those like 
old school like metal reflector discs on his yeah. forehead like dr mario yeah it's very um, pronounced but i mean he's he's actually working there like he made a henchman that's a head on a foot and is freaking <laughs> it's plain out about damn it. weird but i feel like that is basically their role because in that one that's also when silken floss looks like all business hmm. and i feel like that's their dynamic is like He's a scientist. He makes stuff that they sell to people yeah. in this criminal underworld. And, and she oversees the business she of it. Is like the business operations and they're a good team. Yeah. And so I feel like she's like kind of more just like in a business outfit. I mean, it is very revealing, but it's like she's business, he's science, and there's not much theatrics to it. Hmm. But I mean, it was, you know, it works, whatever. The reflective disc is funny, though. Yeah. And I mean, I think that just brings us to the main one, right? Like, that's it. Yeah. When I noticed his eyebrows, I looked up pictures from the movie, and I noticed that in his scientist outfit, he also wears, like, white eyeshadow. Mm. Which I was really... I, I didn't notice really that. Cool. But, yeah, I didn't notice it the first time either because I was so distracted by Scarlett Johansson's boobs. Ah, uh, gotcha. But that is that is some flair. He may be in his normal everyday work clothes but he adds some flair yeah, to it he's a peacock you gotta let him fly <laughs> peacocks don't fly um all right so then the one we all want to talk about <laughs> um, right. and i wrote in my notes like i said it already so it's not as good but i i wrote in my notes i did not see that coming that's very and good i was yeah. cracking up about that i was really excited yeah i, I what applaud was that. with that the so, nazism yeah they capture the spirit they captured the spirit of Nazism? Yes, they did a great job. Um, <laughs> they sure did. No, but he's been caught. They have a French girl belly dancing in a murdery way, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he comes out to like a big fanfare. Him, uh, the octopus, and Silken Floss in full like Nazi officer regalia. Yeah. And there's a big and Nazi eagle. Yeah, giant two sculptures of like Nazi eagles with swastikas, and like they're wearing the armband, like they're fully in. Like and there's SS a pins. There's a massive colors. face portrait like, yeah, like of a Hitler big painting of Hitler hung up on the yeah. wall. What was that? I do not know. <laughs> it's like, very say weird. Anything Hitlerian? No. And it's not hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was a little hilarious. Uh, I, the only connection I could draw is that the genetic, whole, like the eugenics, he's, he's unveiling his plan of like creating a way to be like immortal and perfect, which sounds like Hitler esque. Okay, yeah, I get that. But he's not trying to do it to like make a master race or to like make any gain for anyone else he just wants to be like the only immortal ruling the world yeah yeah um it i don't know why it happens but it definitely fits the character and then i don't know if it's in the recording or not but when we were watching it earlier i said it out loud because one of my favorite lines in the film is in the middle of his weird uh, speech in his Nazi uniform, they get a phone call, and it's one of the people that was playing cards with sand, 
And he answers it and says, Guten Tag, (laughs) which is great because they don't know he's doing a Nazi thing right now. And he's just, he's a method actor. He's just in it. He's He's fully immersed in the character. I thought that was great. The the one thing that I could think of is like, it's a, he's doing a very grandiose speech. And I think traditionally you match that with the musical fanfare and him standing in front of like an American flag. Yeah. However, he's a villain. So Uh they kind of turn that on their head and be like, all right, what's the evil version of this? Right. um, That isn't seen so positively and it's Nazism. So that's, that's sort of my thought with it. I think it's just the, he's weird and this is like the weirdest way he can go and at any moment i was waiting for scarlett johansson to like do a third reich heil salute yeah she doesn't do one but i could swear that she does she feels like it it seems like she was doing it off camera yeah (laughs) the way that they're marching around the character just to be clear the way that they're marching around it just feels like any moment now they're gonna heil Mm -hmm. It, it was pretty be prepared it was, yeah, but even more Nazi-ish. Mm-hmm. Shanley, thoughts on the Nazis? I mean, a little bit more Nazi. No, barely. Barely. Even prepared might have been more Nazi-ish. More Nazi-ish in message, whereas Octopus is more Nazi-ish in imagery. Yeah, like he's cosplaying as Nazi. But he doesn't say anything that Nazi-ish. Scar is doing like a full like Nazi but march. he's accompanied by whom? Silken Floss, who's played by Scar... Letcha Hansen. Oh, no way. Wow. We found oh, it. Wow. That's Shanley's the connection. Awake. Shanley, what are your th- thoughts on the knots? I mean, and we can open it up to just any other thoughts about the character. Because all we've talked about, all we have talked about basically is his look. Yeah. And his obsession with eggs. And his eggs. Any um, thoughtsies? So, I don't know if it was the <laughs> Nazi outfit or another one. But did uh-huh. you guys remember when he had like a lightning bolt, like look like a tattoo on the back of his head? That was the Nazi. It was. One, I think, yeah. When he took off the hat. I think so. So in that same scene, then he also his eyebrows were lightning bolts. Wow. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know, but I think it was that one. Uh, I did remember seeing that, but I thought it was just a a scar. Oh my <sighs> gosh, we're right back at it again. I thought it was just a scar, but I. Yeah. Nope. Fascinating. So I I also wrote in my notes. Surprise! Coroners are creepy. Because <laughs> yeah, because that's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's revealed that he's the coroner who handled uh, performed Denny's the autopsy. Dead body. He handled it. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, I'll handle this. So that he could experiment on him with his like immortal elixir. Yeah. And brought him back from the dead. Right. Uh, yeah, and those are creepy people. You know they don't have to have any kind of training, like, medical training. Yeah. yeah. The, the lead singer from Corn was a uh, coroner. A coroner? Corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you could just do that job. Like you just go into a room one day and you're like, I think this guy got hit in the head. That's what we're going to say. He's in the head. That's why he's not alive anymore. And they're like, he has bullet wounds. You're like, oh, I didn't see those. <laughs> and it's just your job. It's fine. You don't have to do it good. Which reminds me, Woody on Psych is one of the greatest characters. Mm-hmm. Autopsy Turvy, 
one of my favorite episodes. It's very gross. It's a gross episode. Yeah, so that that's the big reveal, is that the octopus, his tie to Denny is that he experimented on Denny using his elixir before trying it on himself. Um, so, boom, there it is. Um, also, he says at one point when they're about to cut up the spirit... Yeah, sorry that plot is very funny it, I think it's Silken Floss's plan what she wants to do is because the spirit is immortal they're going to cut him up into tiny pieces and keep those pieces very far away from one another so, so they he can't can. heal it's <laughs> very funny okay yeah. go ahead um, so when the octopus is tough talking the spirit uh-huh. he says you're going to be dead dead as Star Trek I love that. Yeah. I didn't love it, but Really? I mean, I don't care for it. I was so again, what it did for me was it was like okay, so we're living in a world where Star Trek is not only a thing, but is no longer popular. Like everything they added was always throwing off my calculations of what world we are in. Okay. And so that's why it bothered me. Is I was just like, what are you talking about? Like Star Trek is dead in this world? And like what are you doing? <laughs> And then he says that he's going to cut up the spirit. He always starts from the bottom. And then, Jimmy, he does something that I can only assume that you love. He takes the spirit socks off, and then he throws them in a pile on the floor. Sock pile. (laughs) I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but Jimmy leaves sock piles around the house. Okay, see? And I'm sick of this. (laughs) Because no, I don't. I leave sock pile. Singular, but if you're, talk, you, if you're talking, if you're talking about, I defy you to point out a time when there's been more than one sock pile. And no, no, no I'm talking it. about when I I'm framing it over a course of time. Okay, not at a single moment. So I will be watching television and remove my socks, <laughs> leave them on a and pile, then and bring them to the room when I go to bed. I quite literally walked around a sock pile to sit on the couch to watch the spirit last night. Yeah. Shanley, your thoughts on sock pile? It's one pile. Singular. It's two socks. Barely a pile. I'm just glad that they're not making their way onto the couch, because that used to be his favorite place to put them. On the couch, really? Uh, yeah. Did you stuff them in the cushion? No, but we had like a L-shaped couch that we that had a pull-out part to make it into like a, like a, like a full bed. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so we slept on that. And so I'd take my socks off, and they'd just be, like, somewhere on the couch. In a pile. Or next to each other. <laughs> so. Perpendicular. Sock-pendicular. That doesn't work, does it? Mm. <laughs> Anything else on the octopus? The socktopus. He was fun. He was flamboyant. I, th- I found him fascinating and intriguing. Yeah. And I think that, for me, that's what made the rest of the movie so boring. It's just like, I want more octopus stuff. Like, I don't care about the spirit. I don't care about his investigation. Especially because it was that weird form of irony, like, dramatic irony, I guess, where the spirit is left trying to put together pieces that we as the audience already know. So it's not interesting at all to follow. Like, we know the full story. The spirit doesn't know the full story. Mm -hmm. And so it makes our lead character look like an idiot in in our eyes. And so I just want more octopus. He was great. Love him. He's definitely the highlight of this movie, and we could use some more. Yeah, totally. I feel like there's got to be a bunch of movies where 
Samuel L. Jackson is basically this character. I don't know, but I feel like he's done so many things that there's got to be more just like kind of weird Samuel L. Jackson yeah. characters. I'm sure. And, and this is not an odd character for Samuel L. Jackson to play, but I, I can't really compare it to any other ones of his that I know. I think we need to go into some popcorning. Popcorn, baby! Maybe some quotes if, if we didn't bring any up. And then jump into rankings and get this spin going. Any popcorning, Shanley? What was the deal with the cats? I feel like there's cats all over the place. Because cats yeah. are creepy and he's dead. And I think it's uh, also like that this reference of cats having nine lives. So cats are kind of a reference to resurrection in a spooky, ooky sort of way. Um, I did like, um, I mean, this is bad for content, but um, there was a shot of his coffin when they were oh. showing how he died that I thought was super cool. It was like... When he's breaking out was, of it? Uh, no, it was from underneath or when his coffin was being it? lowered into yeah. the hole. But it was like in that style where it was like everything's like black or red. Mm-hmm. And so there's just like a coffin being like lowered in with like a red glow. That's like, cool. Yeah. It, it looked really cool. I feel like that um, whole like scene where they're um, doing like a flashback kind of or. Going, yeah. I liked how instead of being black and white, it was black and red. Cool. I feel like there wasn't a good trailer for this movie, but I feel like there could be a really cool trailer for this movie. With, with all like, of those good I scenes. bet I could make a really dope trailer for this movie. I believe in you. Because there's a lot of cool looking stuff in it, and then people will be really upset that the movie's when they not go watch good. it and it's not good. Dude, you know what would be fun? If we went through like some of our favorite movies... And just made our own trailers. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Shanley, do you have any popcorns? Um, so with the cats. She's back on the cats. <laughs> I am back on the cats. So they, this, when the octopus and um, whatever her name is. Silk and Floss. Silk and Floss. When they have the spirit tied up, they demonstrate like Ooh. killing a cat. Yeah. And the spirit says that that... The cat was reason enough for him to kill the octopus. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so after he breaks free and he's punching at the octopus, he says, This is for sand. This one's for me. And this one's for Muffin. <laughs> <laughs> do you like that, Shanley? I do. That was, okay. that was your favorite line? Favorite line. That's great. That's a good one. Um, one popcorn I wanted to throw out. We totally forgot about this, but... Jesus was watching the spirit when he jumped like, from an elevator. He like yeah. fell out of a window or was thrown out or something. Yeah. Oh, um, sand pushes sand him out. pushes him out of a window. His like cloak or jacket or something gets caught on a gargoyle gargoyle type horn thing. Yeah. And in the crowd watching below is a dude who is possibly jesus or a crazy person dressed like jesus that's why i said possibly man yeah but i, I didn't say like it is he he looked a little too uh put together to be a crazy person he had huh. a crown of thorns and, and he's holding a, a bible book that looks like a bible and he's wearing sandals and robes so it leaves you wondering what the heck is that about yeah, yeah. like what the hell <laughs> yeah no idea yeah thank you for bringing that back up Totally forgot about that. Great catch, too. 
Yeah. There, there's a part of this movie where the score sounds a lot like Batman 89. I, I, yeah, definitely. I, that was when I was saying the Tim Burton thing, too. Yeah. Like, it, I, it, that was it's in my almost mind. note for note, and then it, like, abandons yeah. the theme. It's, Tim Burton, it goes, Danny Elfman. And then it does something else. But that that is the sequence where he's running through the city at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So, wanted to bring that up. But these are the kinds of things that inspired the Batman. You know, the spirit, Zorro, the, the shadow, these things, they become Batman eventually. And so... So, you're saying it's fine for lazy directors to just take from Batman movies? I think as making an homage to it, like looping it back around, I think that that's sort of okay. But there there is this... I've said it a few times in this podcast, but there is a weirdness that this movie's really insular. It's just self-referential and kind of pouring in, uh, turning in on itself. Um, so, Shanley, your favorite quote is this one's for Muffin? Yep. Jimmy, your favorite quote? Um, okay, so I have a few that are still held on to. Let's hear them. I did really like Gutentag. That probably got the biggest <laughs> laugh from me. But one thing in my notes, I wrote down, the spirit says, ah, here we go again. I'm dead again. And those that's like an actual line that he says. And I wrote, this movie is full of shitty lines. <laughs> so I thought that was great. Yeah. I think, I think that that is because the actor who plays the spirit is not a good actor. Maybe, but also you like there's no way to deliver that line. Ah, oh, here we go but, again. I'm dead again. Yeah, you but don't need I need to say that. <laughs> if it's written poorly, I feel like a good actor can improv a way to make it sound flow better and be clearer. You don't know if improv was allowed on Well, this Samuel set. L. Jackson doesn't have any crap like that. It's really just the spirit who does. Yeah. I mean, it should have been like, ah, dead again or something like that. Like that would get Mm -hmm. like just done right there. You know, we get it. So that was whatever. But um, last two lines also both from uh, before I say the two lines that I want to say. There was a harmonica that came in in like the final showdown scene. It's like a face off and it gets (laughs) kind of westerny. And there's like a badass like ennio morricone style harmonica that comes in oh, i didn't catch that it was that's cool super cool dude like nice. i was loving it so that was great but shanley yeah these lines made me think of you wait was it uh she wakes up grumpy god damn it shanley sorry okay <laughs> cut that out go ahead the, <laughs> the spirit says in his final monologue talking about being in love with his mother the city <laughs> He says, she wakes, grouchy as always. <laughs> immediately, I was like, aw, I got one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I think the spirit says this, because he's a dick, but um, like a private eye. Um, yeah. But someone says, is every goddamn woman in this goddamn hellhole out of her goddamn mind? No, that's Dolan. Okay, that's why I wasn't sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, someone said that. Dolan, <laughs> apparently. And I was like, oh my god, I have to write that down. Yeah. I love um, Morgan Stern's response to that. She has, like, a crazy, souped-up gun. And she says, no, sir, we're just well-equipped. <laughs> good for her. Yeah. That's good. 
I don't know. For me, it's just that that every time he thinks of those big brown eggs, pisses me <laughs> off. That's, there's no other line in this movie. It's just that. That's really good. Yeah. Some good stuff. Yeah. I think ultimately what I find with this movie is like Frank Miller, creepy though he may be, may problematic though he may be. I think he's a genius of art. I just don't think he's a filmmaker. Senor Frank. Senor Frank. Yeah. I just don't think he's a filmmaker. And I think that his massive levels of talent carried him pretty far in this movie that I think it's a decent movie, mm-hmm. but it's not a good movie because he's not a filmmaker. And I think um he made too far of a leap to try to make his own movie just cuz somebody adapted his I think so. And I think like the really good cinematography in this movie is less of a credit to his ability to make film as it probably is to just to the cinematographer of the movie. And so weird, a weird movie, but okay. Anything else to add or should we just jump into the ranks? Let's get to them rankings. Shanley, won't you uh, lead us out here? All right. So, um, the spirit I have this at number... Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Can you tell us where Mad Max is? Yes, thank you. So I put Mad Max to the Road Warrior at number 23. Wow! I know you guys really liked it. I struggled. Yeah, you had a very different experience. 22? 23. 23. What's above it and beneath it? It is, um, above it is Russell Madness. Oh my gosh, Shanley. Below it is The Ridiculous Six. Yeah, that's fine. But the idea of you looking at two DVDs, one is Russell Madness, the other is Mad Max, and you grabbing Russell Madness, that's insane to me. (laughs) Yeah. That is insane. (laughs) Well, respect to you. I redid my rankings for Mad Max, or for the whole thing. Today, finally. Oh, did you? I've been blowing that off for a while. Finally did it. Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, number six for me. Wow. It was number two for me, Shanley. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I'm spoiled because I really like Fury Road. Okay. Yeah, that and might be. Watching something that's so much older with a lot of less cool effects and um, like costuming and all of that. Worse actors. Yeah, I just more racist actors. Yeah, more chaps. Yeah, more asses unchapped. (laughs) (laughs) I had a really hard time caring. That's fine in that one. Cool. All right, and uh, the spirit. The spirit. That's gonna be um, number nine. Nine. That's pretty high. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. That's crazy. I know. That you would rather watch The Spirit than Mad Max, <laughs> Max <laughs> By far. That's like not even close. I know. So That's you throw crazy. three DVDs in front of Shanley. She's going <laughs> to grab The Spirit. And then you say, no, 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 sorry, we don't have The Spirit. And she goes, oh, okay, Russell Madness. Like, sorry, no, 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 we don't have Russell Madness. I guess I'll watch him. <laughs> no, we're out of Russell Madness. What is number eight? What is number 10? Number 8 is Brokeback Mountain. Hey, number 8 is Brokeback Mountain for me. Woo! And number 10 is Triangle. Wow. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I... Triangle. Stupid movie. Okay. That's crazy. 
Yep. Well, cool. I'm glad I suggested a movie that's higher up in your list. This is not a no dessert dad instance. Nope. Okay. I mean, no dessert dad is only a couple movies away from. Oh wait, uh, hers are very. It's Max, dead last. I was still thinking of Mad Max. Oh, my mm-hmm. bad. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's where it is for me. Where okay. Me? Yep. The Spirit is number 11 for me. Pretty close to Shanley's. You thought it was going to be between 6 and 10, so it's a little bit lower than you it expected. Is, yes, but okay. that's also because I reshuffled. I think I actually originally put it at 9 today. Okay. Or yesterday I put it on at 9. And then today when I rebuilt my rankings, it moved down a couple spots. Okay. I would rather watch Pet Cemetery than The Spirit. But I would rather watch The Spirit than Song of the South. Whoa. You love Song of the South. I do not love Song of the South. He said you stand by it. <laughs> I liked it. It's in the part of this list that I still would be excited to watch. Okay. But yeah, it's uh I take that as a personal compliment. Well you shouldn't. <laughs> I know. I felt like after I said that I'm like, oh now he's gonna lower it. <laughs> I mean, like, it's I'd rather watch Brokeback Mountain and Time Trap than the Spirit. Mm. Back to back. Woo woo. So, Brokeback Mountain's a more front to back kind of movie. Mm, spit in the back. Alright. <laughs> um I thought I went as racy as you could go at that, and then you definitely Come took it for a You're talking to me. Um, but yeah, it, it was better than... Uh, like, it's a bad movie. I was very clear about that. Okay. Uh, but I didn't hate the experience. And it's pretty brief. It's longer than it ought to be. It's longer than it, it should be, but it felt faster than some of that. We only had one time check. I mean, it was 45 or no, an hour into the movie, but I was consciously uh, resisting for some of it. But yeah, I feel like, uh, if I could watch this movie in a scenario where I don't have to pay attention because we need to talk about it, it would be better. Probably your experience would have been better if you didn't have to pay attention. The next time that we watch this, uh-huh. When I don't need to pay attention because we have to talk about it tomorrow. Okay. Where I can just tune out and then like, oh, hey, the octopus is back. And then like check back in and then like tune out. Again oh, okay. So you'll have more fun with it. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. you I'm can be more selective. to paying attention to it. Yeah. There's other movies like uh, The Adventure of Ichabod and Mr. Toad where even though I don't have to pay attention the next time I watch that, that there's parts of it that I'm just like, I can't. I I I won't be able to distract myself because it's so obnoxious. Yeah. So the the good parts of it, I just can't deal with the bad parts to just get those, you know? Mm. This movie is not like that. You could definitely tune out the crappy stuff, enjoy the fun parts, and so I'm, I'm still open to that experience. It's 11. 11? Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. How you got it, Matthew? Yeah, um, I got it at number seven, so we're all pretty close. Wow. Uh, I, I remember I said I thought it was going to be between one and seven. I, I was right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would rather watch the Muppet movie, but even as a Batfin, I'd rather watch The Spirit than Batman and Robin. And honestly, us so talking about it. We can all agree it, with that. <laughs> honestly, us talking about it right now makes me want to 
like throw on the spirit as I go to sleep tonight after recording this. There was a lot of fun stuff that we talked about it with it. And it, it's a fun movie. It's cool to look at. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I liked it less than I did as a kid, though. But it's still pretty solid. Was, I think it I mean, was... you a fr- were 18 when this movie came out. It's a kid, yeah. Okay. Um, You're such a dad. I was not disappointed that this is how we spent our movie night. And that that's a good feeling. Okay. Yeah. Well, right on. Congratulations, Matthew. All right, Matt. Let's all chant together. All right, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know what time it is? Shanley, we're going to skip you this week and have <laughs> Jimmy spin. What do you think of that? Double Matt. It's <laughs> back to back Matt's. No, I want back to Back to back Matt's. <laughs> That's not even... Um, is that Scat Man? Yeah. It's not even close. It's very close. I'm a Scat Man. Back to back, Matt. <laughs> it's very close. I don't know. It's pretty close. You get participation points for that, if anything. You laughed. You're having a good time. <laughs> because um, it was so dumb. That's Just what I go for. That's my zone. Shanley. Yes. You get to spin, damn it. I get and to spin. not only do you get to spin, but this is... I, th- I believe this is the final regular spin of 2021. It is. It is. We're hitting the holidays next. Did we come... Did we all settle on a name for that? I don't think so. I think... Yeah. Oh, as a placeholder, we put Jingle All the Wheel. I don't know if we're going to get any better than that. I think that's pretty good. We never said Jingle All the Wheel. You keep saying that. What was yours? I said The Jingle Wheel. Jing- the Jingle Wheel. It's not that different. It's different, though. You keep rewriting history with... We all keep saying the one I came up with. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't come up with I'm it. I'm not saying mine I'm is just misremembering right yours. I'm just saying that's not what it was. Hmm. No, what I came up with was Deck the, one, the Wheel. It's just not as good. Sure. But you also came up with Jingle All the Wheel. I'm just misremembering what you said, that's all. Shanley, you gotta come up with one, even if it's not good. The Holly Jolly Wheel. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode of Stranger we, we, Things. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out by next week. Yeah, I'm excited for that. But I'm excited for tonight. I'm excited uh, for my wife. Excited for tonight. I excited think for tonight. As an early Christmas miracle... We're about to get movie jar for my lady. <gasps> Could you oh, imagine? So. And it's then it starts snowing outside. No, that would be so great because then we started the wheel and then ended the regular wheel with movie jar. Wow. That's what I'd hope for. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen though. I know. <laughs> a girl can just wish. I'm going to put my energy towards that too. I also hope it's movie jar. All right. And hey, this might be the first episode that comes out when our son is alive. <gasps> so, is you know, alive. let's put his hopes into that, too. Okay. We'll name him after... No. Well, okay. no, 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 no. This is our son, McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> this is our son, Movie Jar. <laughs> Interesting name. Yeah. Where did, where did that come from? My parents are uh, podcast celebrities. <laughs> and... Uh, I thought you were saying, my parents are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
My parents uh, have the most successful podcast. It's kind of like the wild stallions of podcasts. It changes the world. Yeah. Too. <laughs> All right, Shanley, I don't want to throw this at you because I don't want to hit your tummy. Oh, or that. you. You're still valuable. It's not Yikes. just about the baby. Wow. Thanks. I was wrong about You're that. more That's than sorry. a vessel for my male offspring. All right. <laughs> Let's spin. Let there be wheel. Come on, come on, come on. That was a moderate spin. She no. doesn't look into it. She does not oh, look into it. It's strictly Jimmy. <laughs> is uh, it strictly I, Jimmy? No. Oh, she's checking the date. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what is the category? I already <laughs> have it. Nicolas Cage up. filmography. What's the category? Let me find it. Yep. It's Nicolas Cage filmography. Yep. It, that's definitely valid. The last one was yes. Primal. That was hella long Damn, ago. Damn, it's been a long time. Well, hey, you know what? This is the perfect time for you to pick the one that we don't need to say because we all know you want to pick it. I'm not telling you to pick it, but there's one that is the shame you love. pick for this category. Mm. This is your chance. Mm-hmm. And the year and with the baby. And it is Annapolis. <laughs> Put the baby back in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping to get another category that oh I hadn't God. spun already. <laughs> Well, we had talked about retiring something once we've all spun through it. Have we all spun that one? I've done it. Jimmy's done it. I've done it. Have you? Primal. You did. We've all did it. What do you think, Jimmy? Do you think she gets to spin again? Do you want to spin again? I do. I mean, I wouldn't... I would... Why does the wheel favor this category so? No. Spin it again, I guess. No, like, I, I will No, honor. you always get a second spin, <laughs> and then you get to leave us in suspense over what you're going to pick. So just no. do it. You're special. You're the lady. Okay, I'm going to spin it anyways. All yeah, right. There she goes. There See, it is. she'll do it. She All can't right. control herself. Come on, movie jar. William H. Macy. I would, I would be excited for that one, too. Really? Yes. Mr. Holland's Opus. Nicholas Cage filmography. <laughs> <laughs> No. Nicholas Cage filmography. <laughs> Are you checking dates again? Just tell me yeah. what it strictly is. Matt, strictly Matt. Strictly Matt. Strictly Matt. Strictly Matt. Filmography. Oh, we just did no, that. No, you okay, can't. Because that was your last, last one. one. We can't do it again. Okay. <laughs> that was a poor spin, Shanley. You're a good person, but that was a poor spin. You just looks even <laughs> more upset. three times in just a row. Just spin it to the one you want. <laughs> okay, I got bad sequel. Oh, Shanley. Birdemic wow. Resurrection. Mm, Birdemic Resurrection. Shanley, just say the one you want it to be. We're not going to check your work. <laughs> just spin it and say like, movie oh, jar. I got and movie we'll jar. all go with it. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, pick Nicolas Cage filmography. I say, yeah, you can choose between Bad Sequel and Nicolas Cage Filmography. But also, p- just do Nicolas Cage Filmography. Yeah. Or just spin it again right now, lie about what it is, and <laughs> Don't we'll just do it. it. No. Dude, Matt, Shanley doesn't care she what does. you say. She's not going to be, oh, Matt, Matt will be disappointed if I don't tell the truth about this. You've never seen a disappointed Matt. It'll break your heart. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? 
I'm writing down. Can you spin it one more time? I want to know what comes up. I want to know. That was a great spin. Yeah, that was like the first like full spin you've done. Movie jar? That counts. I say let's go for it, Shanley. That's incredible that he's put it. I, know. I think I didn't feel like jar. we have to keep it. Let's do movie jar. All right, let's do movie jar. But there's going to be no nominees, so does that mean that you're going to choose? Are you going to choose Shanley Method Should, out of the movie jar? I think so. Because last time I just picked one, but I feel like there's no. There's no conversation to have. No, but I feel like before we didn't realize. Well, it was pre-recording last time we did it. That's right. You know what I want to do? What? Make five different jars? No. This shouldn't happen, probably. But I would like to end this podcast with Shanley drawing three things from the jar. And just saying what those three things are. Oh, like today. Like, I maybe this isn't a good idea. But I think you should open the jar, draw three things from it. And then okay. next week, we talk about those things in the selection. Okay. Why three? Well, I it's think right it's now. not enough. Five. The, the point of the jar is that you're stuck to the jar. I think what also, we're also again, not sure is some of them are just movies. Some, some of them are, weird are Jimmy things. Yeah. Did you guys literally only write names of films? Yes, yes. dude. We've been over this That's time and time so again. That's so weird. That's like the opposite of what I did. <laughs> You're so it's ridiculous. ridiculous that I it's a surprise to him every I single know. time. It's more and more a surprise because it's been so long since I wrote that. That's funny. Oh my god. I have no idea what's in there. Alright. I couldn't even tell you one thing I wrote down in there. So you think it should be three so that way it's more of a, dic- a dictation of the uh, of the movie jar? Just draw five. Who cares? Well, it's a freestyle episode. It's a special occasion. I mean, you spun four times. Yeah. <laughs> In a weekly watch wheel first, Shanley spun four times. <laughs> Just pull five things from the jar. Okay. Shaking wait, wait, the wait, jar. wait, wait. Here's what I think we need to do. What? Everybody put your keys into the movie jar at the same time and then turn them simultaneously. No. Shanley pulls from the jar. Then I pull from the jar. Then Ooh. you pull from the jar. And I still... Okay. Yeah, I like this. And Shanley gets to choose... Of the three? I mean, she can do two more if you want, but, like, we could either do three or we can do five. Whatever you guys want to do. No, but I would say let's at least th- we get a pull each. If we're going to do that, then let's just do three, because otherwise we run into the uh, All Hollows Wheel issue where she's got three that are her nominees and okay. only two that are ours. Let's, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Three All polls right. and Shanley decides next week. Opening the jar. Opening the jar. It's creepy how it glows like that. Mm. <laughs> All right. A lot of pressure, Shanley. So I, I feel like I keep wanting to be, okay, this is the paper. I'm like, no. But it doesn't feel like the right no. yeah, I, I, I just want to be clear that even though Shanley spun four times, it really did land on movie jar. That's not just as BSing. I showed, yeah. I showed <laughs> it. I, no, you showed us, yeah, but totally. to the yeah. listeners. And it's yeah. not like we said that you could lie about it and we yeah. deal with it. Are we all reading ours at the same time? Like, we're not looking at them yet? I'm not looking at mine yet. Yeah, I feel what you mean. That's not the right one, the one no. that I got. I think Shanley should go last. I'm going to have the most Damn it. 
I don't like the one that I grabbed, even though I haven't read it yet. <laughs> you grabbed I, the worst one. <laughs> if this shape feels like a Jimmy. <laughs> Ew. Sorry, <laughs> man. It is though. All right. I just grabbed the first one I touched. I didn't make a whole big old thing again. Out of it. You always the remember the first one. Is an approach to the jar. Yeah. Jimmy, why don't you tell us first? 90% sure this is Matt, but it kind of looks like my handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it a movie, or is it some weird concept? If it's a movie, it's mine. It's probably mine, but it doesn't look like my handwriting. Can you read it? Yeah, so this one says... <laughs> <laughs> then it's yours. This one says Van Damme. That's yours. <laughs> So, anything that's Van Damme yeah. is this one. If okay. we all got Jimmy ones, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Are you sure I wrote this? Mine says shoes. <laughs> you definitely wrote this one, dude. That's yours. All right. <laughs> this is. I think this is a Shanley. Okay. Holy hell. Guys, this is a this is a whopper. Oh man! Any guesses? I'm gonna say it's a divergent. Um, no, nope. I can't even guess. The room. Oh, Ooh. that'd be fun. Was that yours, Shanley? Is this your handwriting? I mean, the no, room. No, that's Jimmy. Jimmy. Why does it say a movie title if it's Jimmy's? <laughs> I, I wrote movie titles. <laughs> I just also wrote Van Damme on like All right, we're, we're two for three right now, all on Jimmy ones. What if Shanley's also says Van Damme? <laughs> Shanley's just says Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Shanley says movie jar. <laughs> <laughs> The Mummy. Or just Mummy. That's a map. That's me, yeah. I've never seen that. Have you guys seen that movie, Tom no. Cruise? No. It looks really bad. It does. <sighs> wow. So this is cool. Wow. We got The Mummy. This is a, this is a huge change of tone. I'm so excited. We have wow. The Mummy from 2017. We have The Room. Uh-huh. And we have Van, Van Dam. <laughs> oh man, Shanley, how do you like your choices here? I presume it's Jean Claude, <laughs> but, but it could be, it could Derek. be anything. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Van Dam. <laughs> We're gonna watch a, an a accounting commercial <laughs> from accountant Glenn Van Dam. I oddly enough, Jimmy's gives you the most flexibility. Yep. But also sort of not, because all his movies are pretty much the same. And I'm quite nimble. <laughs> I'm a flexible cat. I'm trying to think of... So, Van Damme, he's mostly, like, action kind of movies, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy, I can name three Van Damme movies. How many can you name? I mean, by the time I come up with four, you're going to be at, like, six. So No, I, I don't know if I can break three. I'm stuck at two, so... Really, what do you got? Street Fighter and Bloodsport. What do you have? You said you had three. I did, but now it's now it escapes me. The other one I had is the one where, with Danny Trejo, 
Mm. Um, He's almost certainly in the Expendables. I know he is, but I don't know which one. It must be three. Probably all of them, dude. I don't think so. He what was one of the doing? additions. Yeah? Yeah, Street Fighter and... I think he's in Outbreak. What year do you think that's from? Outbreak? Yeah. Let's say 1996. Seeing any good... Are you on his IMDb page? Mm-hmm. Any good things there? Honestly, I haven't seen anything. Like, well, then it looks like we have a lot of movies to choose from. Yeah, there's actually a lot of... I don't see Outbreak. Um, and then it was Expendables 2. Expendables 2. Um, hmm. So... Um, in IMDb, you know how they show like they're known for? Uh-huh. Double Impact, Double Team, and <laughs> Kickboxer. I haven't heard of any of those. I have- think Kickboxer is the same as Bloodsport. I could be wrong. I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. All right, Shanley, you've you've gotten your, your wish. It's a Christmas miracle. I'm so excited, guys. I'm excited. I, I don't know. I, there's... The world is my oyster. So, I think you have two movies. Are you going to come up with one or three Van Damme movies for next week? I think... I, I mean, I have Shanley to do does research. Five. Yeah, typically I do pick five no- nominees and then try to whittle it down from there. So, I think I'll probably try to pick uh, at least three from Van Damme. Um, but I... I'm just not familiar. Like I feel like typically, even if I've, um, even if I haven't seen or if it's any category that we look at, I will like there'll be names that stick out. I'm like, ooh, that I've heard of that before. And there's so many of these that I haven't that I'm curious. They're just generic action movies, yeah. Yeah. All of them. He's a cop with a, a vengeance. Whatever. <laughs> I'm really excited at the prospect of Matt seeing the room because he hasn't seen it i've never mm-hmm. seen it now but i also feel like that is such like a like well-known shitty movie yeah that i don't know what we could say of that value about it before. you know mm. like usually we have such great insight we're into so all these smart movies <laughs> so it's just like this is something that's been so tread like trodden downtrodden Trod down and trodden down and then it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know Trod what we can do. Down and junior. Oh, he's my favorite. Cool, Shanley. Our fate is in your hands, and we will see everyone next week on movie night right here at the weekly watch wheel, where we'll watch. A movie jar movie. (laughs) Van Damme. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Weekly Watch Wheel. If you had as good of a time as we did, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, and maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLYWatchWheel or via email at WeeklyWatchWheel at gmail.com. Love ya. It's the weekly watch wheel.